Hey everybody, welcome back to the JCC Show here in the beautiful Kenilworth Studios. I'm Josh along with Carmen and Christopher and as always we have Statman Fish and uh, the star of Con Talks Hockey, uh, Konstantin Stanovich the Hamburglar as he likes to call himself. We have a great show for you today. We, uh, we're going to be talking some Blackhawks hockey as they get ready for their playoff push. We got uh, some baseball for you as we're kicking that off and the Bulls are getting ready for their hopefully deep playoff run, as well as some Brovers Bro and some other fun stuff today. So, boys, it is opening day of baseball. Woo! It's about time. Yeah. It's been a long, long winter, and uh, we're, we're finally here. Tomorrow is the big day for the Chicago Cubs and, uh, and uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> what? No, I know. I just, it's just funny that you said the Cardinals right away. I was thinking, I know what tomorrow is, but you would at least put the socks in there first. Well, tomorrow the Cubs and the Tomorrow's Cubs and Cardinals. I don't Cardinals, know. Right. I was just saying. Yeah, so. that's opening night of baseball right there is Cubs Cardinals, which is a so, pretty good rivalry for. That is, yeah. I mean, I guess, minus, I guess it really has, minus the lackluster stadium that it's going to be. Well, in, I, guess so. it, I guess we shouldn't say rivalry. It should be matchup just because rivalry, you have to have one. Both team. sides. Yeah, both sides have to win every once in a while or it's only one sided, but. So do you think, do you, do you think if the, if the Cubs come out tomorrow and, and they show that they're, they have an impressive, impressive outing, do you think it's a measuring stick on what, you know, what, what a gate, a kind of a gauge of how their season will go and, and, and what we, we should expect of them for the rest of the year? No. Yeah. No? I don't know. Is it baseball? It's so, it's so hard to, to judge, you know, based on the opening night of, you know, b- baseball because, you know, I mean, it's 162 games. I mean, you could be you could be lights out in the first month and a half of the season and be in last place by the end of the season. I mean, it's just such a long season that it's hard to gauge, especially that early in the season, whether or not it seems to be good or not. I mean, I don't yeah, know. There, 162 games is a lot of games to even. But it's only game one. But I mean, I mean, for the for the Cubs' sake and for Cubs fans and all over the place, which you know, know there's a lot of them, is you know. It's a pretty, it's, it's a step in the right direction because we've heard all this hype of the Cubs, the Cubs, the Cubs this whole offseason. And, you know, to come out against the Cardinals, you know, everybody in baseball watching because it's the very first game of the season, they actually come out with a win. That's got to be a big boost for the team just to just start off the season. You know, it, it, it's, I, I, I have a bad feeling about tomorrow only for the simple fact is that I think the stadium and everything going around with, uh, with, you know, what's happening at Wrigley Field, the construction is, is probably going to, you know, uh, be a little bit more outspoken than, than what they should be talking about, which is the Chicago Cubs and, and, and their, and their, uh, you know, their projections of, of how they're going to be for the rest of the season. But, um, it, you know, it's just going to be kind of sad for the fact that the stadium isn't done and the Cubs had this, yeah. this big, you know, this, this big plan that they were going to get it done in one off season when, you know, obviously if anybody's been around any kind of Chicago winter, then they know that, Winter, the, the, the weather will be, will be a, a, a big factor in it. So for them to be able to think that they could get that done in, in one off season is crazy to me, but. Yeah, uh, but I, I don't think that was ever the, I don't think that was the plan for all on. I thought it was a four year, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought it was a four year process of a full renovation. Yeah, but they didn't want to leave state, stand. I mean, they yeah, didn't want to leave stands and seats and, well, no, and yeah, features. Well, no, I'm saying the first phase, which is, which is the phase that they're, <laughs> Delayed on was supposed to take this season, but I think it's four phases in total for the complete restoration. Well, for the whole entire ballpark, yeah. But I mean, the part, I mean, the, the big part, like like Christopher's mentioned, is 
is the part where you, you don't, you, you're missing seats. You're missing sections where fans could be. You're missing, I mean, that's, that's, that's baseball. I mean, yeah, baseball's jumbotrons. Yeah, baseball's, you know, green monster, this, that, whatever it is. Baseball's fans, if you're talking America. And when you're missing that kind of a, that, that big of a section, that big of a stuff, and you have, you know, steel, you know, curtains out there, that's where you're going to have. Yeah, you know, I kind of agree. I agree with Christopher with that. It's going to put a damper on. It's going to put a little bit. I mean, it, you know, if the Cubs come out and have a good showing, they might not win. But if they have a good showing, they had a have a good solid game against you know against the, the their best opponent in the division. It's it, it's going to be a morale booster, even if they don't win. But you know, I think the stadium is going to probably overshadow a little bit of of what they're trying to do, and you know. What, 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 hopefully what John Lester could bring tomorrow and, you is know. He start, is he pitching tomorrow? Yes, he is. Okay. He, he's, he's ailed himself from his dead arm, which, you know, <laughs> I don't know if, I don't know if any, you know, any 120 million plus pitcher should say that they have a dead arm, but, you know, apparently he's cured. Also, too, I, they are having a thing for Ernie Banks tomorrow night and they're yeah. putting memorial pitchers where the holes are in the bleachers. They're putting pictures. Oh, that's a, in that's a nice gesture. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I mean, I, that's the thing, though. Is that, yes, I think they're going to mention that you're going to be able to obviously see it on TV, that the bleachers aren't going to be done. But I think everybody is going to be just so happy for baseball to be starting and the Cubs yeah. to hopefully be relevant again. That you know, I, well, I, They're I, also not going to talk about this whole Chris Bryant thing yeah. anymore. I mean, starting the season... Well, I'm sure they're, well, they're still going to talk about it. I, th- I think much. if they get shelled tomorrow, or they have a, if they have a bad outing, they're going to obviously, yeah. If they, if they don't get a, get off to a decent start, or at least a respectable start, I think they're going to. Uh, the Chris Bryant rumors are just going to go. You know, not rumors, but the Chris Bryant speculation is going to go. You know, full fledged, full on. You know, it's going to be not. You know, because you turn on ESPN or any of those news uh, sports news channels and. Everything they were talking about is the whole Chris Bryant thing, which is, is, is crazy and ridiculous to me because the guy, the kid's what, 23 years old. He's got his whole, I mean, baseball players could play till they're almost 40 years old or if not more. Yeah. And, uh, he's got his, he's, he's got his whole adult life to, to play baseball, collect money. So what is another nine games or 12 days or whatever the exact amount is where until they could call him up? Why is that such a big deal? I think it's more of a big deal. Well, it's a business. It's not. John Lester said it was a business. It's not. I don't. I, I believe the Cubs are making the right move. Yeah. I, I believe honestly, the Cubs are making the right move on this. Yeah, because they would lose him. The follow, he would go to free eight. They wouldn't right. lose they, him. They, they 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 had they have another year to to work out their roster, work out the kinks. You know, figure out who's staying, who's going, who the, who who they want in their future plans, who they don't. So. You know, on the Cubs side of it, I believe it's it's a really good move on their part. I mean, obviously, Cubs fans want to see, you know, this 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 kid out there, Chris Bryant. He's a he's a phenom. He's a number one prospect in all of major leagues. So why wouldn't we why wouldn't we want to see him out there? But that's that's why I think that this isn't the, their first game. Whether they win or lose, it's not going to be a measuring stick. And it, you know, you have you have one player. You have a great player. They they're only able to do what win a game a month. I mean, if you're talking about the actual. How many they can win? How big of a difference they make? Are you talking about a game a month, two games a month? You know, total overall, uh, total overall points or whatever it is. Here's where I think that it doesn't work with a measuring stick because you have the fact of Chris Bryant not being there. If they're not doing well, if they go off to a bad start, Chris Bryant can help that out. I mean, whether you're talking about a morale boost, whether you're talking about actual playing. Um, hitting, you know, defense, whatever you're talking about. Yeah, it could make a difference. And so I think that you can't just say, oh, first game of the season. I mean, that's being, 
as much of a meathead as you possibly could. If all oh, we lose first game, it's over. You know, that's, that's yeah. But I mean, we are talking about the Cubs. I mean, how long has it been since they won a World Series? I mean, there's there's reason for alarm when they lose, and, and they lose especially early in the season because you can't. I mean, I get it; it's a long season and all that, but you can't dig yourself into a hole waiting for Chris Bryant to come around to then all of a sudden start playing. So if they start out bad, I mean, that could, you know. I mean, do you guys do you guys believe that the 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 the? But how bad do you have to start? Sorry, I didn't mean. But how no, bad do no, you no. have to start? I mean, if they go, if if they lose twelve to zero, okay, I understand. You know, if Lester gets rocked for three home runs and they just, or you know, if they start off that bad, it'd be a little yeah, deflating. Yeah, it'd be I deflating. Mean, but if they if they lose, you know, whether or not they they win by one or they lose by two, like that's not. I no, mean, that I'm not, see, but mean, I'm not talking about just a singular game. I'm talking about the, the, the just say, the performance in the yeah, whole entire. Yeah, just say just say okay. a, a nine or a ten game span where he where Chris Bryant's not going to be there. Like if they start out, they start out one and eight. I mean, that's kind of a big deal. I mean. Whether you want to admit it or not, you're starting they, out. They, they, that, they, that can't, they can't start off slow only for the fact that, you know, what Anthony Rizzo has said all offseason, what Joe Manna has said all, all offseason is they're not playing to, to just be better. They're playing for, for, for a World Series title. So, yeah. you know, they can't, they can't start off slow like they normally do. I mean. Well, you didn't bring, you didn't bring in that manager and that pitcher to do that. Right. That's, that's what it is. I mean, Lester's probably got what? Three, four years on him, maybe. I, I, I mean, say, what is, I would what, say he's probably got a good a, four years. Is his deal what a six? I mean, is it a seven, six or seven year deal? Seven, seven. Okay. I mean, so he's got a good three, four I, years. I mean, they're, they're not expecting the back end of that contract to do anything. No, I, I think he's. I think he's got a, at least a, a three or four elite years left. I mean, pitchers. You saw. We saw what Greg Maddox could do. You know, even mm-hmm. in in his high thirties. You know, so. Pitchers can sustain that. They have to obviously change their game according to how their body is reacting. So, you know, obviously he's not going to be able to throw 90, you know, in the high 90s fastballs. He's going to have to switch it up and he's going to have to change his game. So, be creative. Right. You know, he's going to have to be Greg Maddox-esque, uh, you know, for, for him to, for him to, to fulfill that, that, that whole contract and, and for it to be a success, he has to be able to change his game for what his body is dictating. Yeah. But the bigger point of that is, is that they didn't bring in him or, like I said, Maddox or anybody to wait three or four years and then try and start winning. I mean, it's, it's kind of a, we gotta, you gotta win now. Maybe not necessarily just this year, 2015, but you need to be able to do it this year and take a really big step in that direction so that in 16 and 17, you are, uh, you know, you are a uh, playoff contender. You are making deep runs. You are making it to the World Series. So, what do you guys? What do you guys think about this whole um, the whole thing where where Adidas launched uh, this billboard right outside of Wrigley Field, the main entrance of Wrigley I don't Field? Know. I don't know about this. It's basically a, a, it's a billboard that Adidas took out because Adidas is, is is sponsoring Chris Bryant. They're okay. you know he's one of their. Uh, you know, yeah, he's, sponsored athletes. He's, yeah. he's one of their sp- sponsored athletes. And basically the billboard is Chris Bryant in a bunch of like crazy blue design and it says worth the wait. Is that a dig on the Cubs? You guys think no. that's a dig on the Cubs? No. No. I think no. it's just a, just, it's just a hype. It's issue. the marketing thing. Yeah. yeah. It's the marketing of it. Like, it's, okay, it's just, the Derrick Rose, the return thing, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I, I mean, if, 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 if I hope for the Cubs sake that Chris Bryant is everything that they say he is because. Well, just for baseball's sake. Yeah, I mean, for real. For, I mean, for everyone who's a for, fan of baseball, forget just, baseball because let's face it, Cubs fans have been waiting over a hundred years for this. <laughs> so, we, but if we you're a Sox fan, if we don't, Sox fan, to, we don't, don't you just want to like? Don't you just want to continue to like just no bathe a, in their anguish? 
I don't know. I, I mean, mean I'm, not, I'm not a Cubs I, or a Sox fan, so I can't. We, you know, as 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 being a majority of a Sox fan, I want to see this Cubs drought end so they could finally be quiet. You know, just finally just get back to baseball, and you know, it's just the, the whole aura around the Cubs and everything like that. It's just their their fans are are, are rabid and crazy. So yeah. for them to actually just finally quiet down, which. It'll probably do the exact opposite, probably make him even louder. But <laughs> well, hey, yeah, I got, think about that. But you, you know, it's it's been a hundred over a hundred years. Come on, I, Cleveland I, hasn't even been in this long of a drought uh, <laughs> of a world championship. So come on, and they got LeBron. I got uh, I got a question for everybody. Who would you rather have? Knowing knowing what we've got right now, would you rather have Abreu right now or Chris Bryant coming? What would you rather have? That's hard to say. We already saw what Jose. Abreu yeah, but that's did. what I'm saying. You know what you have in a Jose Abreu. Would you take Jose Abreu or what you don't know you have in Chris Bryant, but you have the hype? I would take Jose Abreu for the for the simple reasons that he is a shut your mouth type of guy. He doesn't say anything. Obviously, he probably doesn't speak very good English. That's probably why he doesn't say much. But but that's a big part of it, right? But he he's not he he's not popping his mouth off about everything. His agent's not going crazy. You know, he they, the Sox paid him. They paid him pretty well. And, you know, it wasn't such a huge, crazy, lucrative deal like, you know, Robinson Cano or, you know, John Lester or whatever like that. But he's getting paid, you know, to be a professional athlete. And, you know, he's just going in and doing his work. And the other reason why is he's a hitter. He's a pure hitter. He's, he, he is a, uh, what are you guys doing? <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I was, I, I totally distract you, but I was telling Fish that he's, he's 50 50 right now in his national championship because Duke just beat Michigan State. So, so what that knocks out Fish? No, Fish has got Duke winning it all. Well, uh, not to change the subject at all, but let me just get the monkey off my back. I officially am the worst, worst in the <laughs> JC. No. We challenged, we challenged. I know, but you, this is the first one you ever turned out considering I've done this since I was like 15 and I am like right, but, you 10 know, points ahead of you. I'm, I'm not acknowledging, I'm not, dead last. I'm not going to shy away from my deficiencies. And obviously <laughs> this was a big deficiency. God, I was terrible. Well, the, 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 the other part is that, yeah, Josh, <laughs> You're you are also in second to last. So yeah. and you've done this and for Josh like Josh is the one who claims years. he watches the most college basketball. Yes. I I do. I watch a lot of college basketball, but I just well, he's I, ten I points ahead of the guy who's never filled out a bracket. That before. was terrible. That was awful. So I And by the I way, I think Chris I, I think uh the John Lester contract was six years, not seven years. Is so it? I I believe so. I I mean it's it's just one of those things where I, I uh, the Cubs are hopefully going to win now. I mean, and like I said, I'm not a big Cubs. I'm not a Sox guy. I just, I, I enjoy baseball and, and I like going and watching a game. But, you know, if, if they, they're not doing this for a prolong to try and build and build and build so that they can do that. I mean, they're building now their farm system. So they are going to be relevant long term, but they're hopefully going to be winning in the next two years so that they can build on that success and be, you know, what Theo had as far as the Boston Red Sox, you know, so where he started. Carm, back to your back to your question about Jose Abreu and, oh, yeah. and Chris Bryant. The my second reason would be because Jose Abreu is a pure hitter. He he doesn't always hit for home runs, as we saw in the 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 end of last season. He he's he's, he's taking he's up. he's taking what the pitchers are giving him. They're not giving him you know pitches to hit out of the park. They're giving him pitches to drive the opposite field. You know you know uh pull it to right field, pull it to left field. You know, uh, slap, you know, slap hits, whatever, whatever the pitcher's giving him, that's what he's taking. And, and we saw that in the, in, in the spring training. He, well, he hit one home run, but he, he bet almost 500. What happens? What, so let me ask you this. No, in spring training, you're right. But let me ask you this. What happens if Chris Bryant is essentially Mike Trout? 
Congratulations. I'm just saying, would you would you rather not? I mean, is the upside for Chris Bryant yeah, but that, but not better than? I'm yeah. just saying, is upside for Chris Bryant not that, better than what we you know Jose Abreu? Is but right that now? but that's the question though. Is you know you haven't proven it commodity in Jose Abreu, yeah. or you can take the He's, gamble in Chris Bryant because Chris Bryant could be the next uh, Mike Trout. I would, I would take Jose Abreu. You you wait you, you know Jose Abreu right now. Reminds me of Miguel Cabrera. Exactly what I was saying, Fish. Exactly he, he, what he I was can, thinking. He can hit. He's he he's a hit. he's a pure hitter. He's a pure hitter. And Miguel Cabrera is exactly that because mm. he he gives he he takes what exactly what the pitcher gives him. If he gives him a, a low and away pitch, he's gonna hit that you know to opposite field. You know it's not gonna be for a home run, but he he's gonna he's gonna pick his spots where he needs to. And if if pitchers are are starting to you know clamp down on him and and and, and giving him less chances of hitting the ball, then. You know he's gonna take whatever he can. If it's a walk, it's a walk. If it's a, if it's a single, he's gonna take that single. But he's a pure hitter. Uh-huh. So you know, I mean, they pretty much spray the ball anywhere around the field, they right? It's you know just, I mean? yeah, it's there's it's, no really no good way to pitch. And that if kind you, of guy. if you would ask any Sox fan, would they take Miguel Cabrera even with his bum legs? Yeah, they would take him instantly because oh. he, the guy is the guy is incredible uh, an incredible hitter. So he reminds me of two guys actually. He reminds me of Albert Pujols too. He could Are you? Can I ask this? Because I was just Albert I was just Pujols looking. in St. Louis or Albert Pujols in Pujols in, <laughs> in, Cal- in California? Because that did not work. Actually, out. actually, no. He's played. His last year was a good year for him. Yeah, he was. He was hurt when he when he went yeah. to L.A. Yeah. So that doesn't necessarily count towards you know his legacy. I don't think. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think if if it's my choice, I'm. I mean, not to not to go along with everybody, but I would take Jose Abreu. Over Chris Bryant, just because like all the, all the previous things that you guys said, it's just you know his, his pure hitting ability. Which I mean, I, I I get Chris Bryant, I get he's supposed to be a monster hitter and all that stuff, but I know what I have in Jose Abreu. I do not know what I have in Chris Bryant. And I, I, I I think I would take the first sure bet. First I think one is proven, one isn't at the yeah, end of the day. I, I, why, why gamble? To. Why gamble if you don't have to? If you're a Chicago fan? part part Correct. of the the, the the disdain for me for Chris Bryant is the fact of 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 Scott Boris. That dude oh, is yeah. obnoxious. I yeah. mean. He he's he's calling Chris Bryant, you know, a bona fide superstar before he's even taken, you know, a you know he before he's even swing. yeah right before in the in the regular season or even gotten the team to the postseason. So he hasn't even gotten there yet, and Jose Abreu hasn't gotten to a team to the postseason, but he's proved it in the regular season, and, and Chris Bryant hasn't done that. So for his 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 uh you know his um I'm sorry blinking for Scott Boris to be. For, for him to be, you know, bragging about how great he is and how great he's going to be and how he needs to be paid right now for it. Yeah, but that, that's, that's Scott Boris's job. Yeah. I understand that, but come he's, on. He's, he's an agent slash marketer. I mean, he's got to drive up the market for his client. I, you know, and, and, and as what's me gonna being, walk, What's he going to walk around saying? He's average. He's, he should be okay. He might be great. No, he I, is I, great. I, he's the next Michael Jordan of the sport. Like, I, my, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying as, as a fan of, of, of Chicago sports, you know, we're 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 kind of we kind of like that humble the humble guy and and for yeah. if, you know for Chris you know he's kind of reminds me of that whole thing with a Rod when you know but I think it was what, think about who was the last I mean all the humble guy but think about the last guy that wasn't humble that you had I mean that was not humble at all think about it Michael Jordan I mean maybe not the last but the most significant Michael Jordan Michael Jordan wasn't humble Michael Jordan was like oh I'm Michael Jordan was like I'm the greatest you want to come at me come at me I'm going to defend yeah, you but I'm the best he proved it I understand that but I'm just saying it it he he had that I don't know if you know is is that the best way to go I mean look at all your other people that have had that humble bottom, how how is it how has it worked out bottom 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 line is is the only way that works is if you win 
Oh, I agree completely. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Derek Rose's shtick about being humble, you know, blah, 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 only works when he's on the court and they're winning. Exactly. Exactly. Otherwise, you wear thin of that really I agree. I'm just saying that at some point in time, you have to go, do you want the humble athlete? Do you want the person that's like, oh, you know, I'm just going to do me, blah, blah. Or do you want the person that's like, no. I mean, Kobe Bryant is not the, oh, humble athlete. And again, we're going to different sport, but he is, you know... I am, I am, I am the greatest. I want to be the greatest. I'm trying to be the greatest. You know, do something about it. So I'm, I'm just saying that maybe it's not a bad thing if Chris Bryant is this maybe a little more arrogant, maybe a little more cocky, and he does pan out. Again, winning, winning solves everything. Yeah, but if but he does I, pan I don't out, think Chris Bryant will be the answer of them. It, it would help them. Yeah, but it's not going to help them win a World Series. Yeah, but I mean, there's that. One big, is that I baseball think, though? It's just like it's, he's just a piece to the puzzle. That he's a piece to the puzzle. Yeah. It's like Jose Abreu was a piece to the puzzle for the Sox last year. I mean, they didn't. They struggled because of their pitching. pitching. Their bullpen. Yeah, yeah, their bullpen was. I mean, was, they were in a lot of games, but their bullpen let up a blew whole it. lot. <laughs> so, yeah, well, speaking of speaking of the White Sox, uh, you you're going opening day, aren't you? There, fish. Well, yeah, I'll be there. there Somebody uh, is ditching us, but we'll be all right. <laughs> I'd rather not talk about that. <laughs> I got a couple of interviews lined up. We we'll see uh, a couple players, you know. Maybe I get a Bray you up there somewhere. JCC show keeps it coming. Nice, nice. Stay tuned. <laughs> right, we're gonna have to get a translator. <laughs> I speak a little Spanish. Can't guarantee much. Constantine's gonna be our international translator. <laughs> you speak you speak French, right? That's it. I don't speak French yet, but I I can speak Spanish. I'll say a few Spanish words right now. Buenos nachos. Pasta luego. That, that was, yeah, that, that'll, that was that'll probably get the job done. Yeah. So we'll ask him what he wants to eat and where he went to the bathroom at. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, so what do we, what do we think the Cubs are going to finish in the division? I mean, cause let's be serious. They're, they're, they got a lot of hype in front of them, but unfortunately they're in the same division as the St. Louis Cardinals, which are like the cockroaches of baseball. You could step on them, step on them, step away. on them, never go away. So I do have an outlook, but I have all five teams. Yeah, I'll start about the Central. I'll start about, oh, here's the outlook I have for the NL Central. Coming in fifth place, I have Cincinnati Reds. Uh, predicting them to go 70 and 92. Reason why? I think, uh, lack of offense and a much older team plus a decline of Brandon Phillips. I mean, you don't think Joey Votto is going to get it done? He was hurt last year, and I just don't think he'll get it done. He's just, I mean, it's it's one piece to a major puzzle. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they they got a lot of. I don't know them much because I'm not from Cincinnati, so I just don't study them. I don't study teams that are not from around like Iowa. What's what's the top what's the top two teams in the division? Who do you think they are? St. Louis and the Pittsburgh Pirates. So, so you have the Cubs in third? Yes. And I have the Cubs finishing eighty-eight and seventy-four. That's not bad. That's no. not. That's that's a that's a, that's a respectable. Definitely yeah. above five hundred, which is a step in the right direction. But why do you think? Why do you think Pittsburgh and St. Louis are better than the Cubs? Why? Uh, Pitt- I, I could give you one reason for Pittsburgh. Yeah, me Go too. Ahead. Andrew McCutcheon. McCutcheon. Yeah. Yes. Beast. He cut his dreads sure. off. Yeah, dude, he really did. I know. I didn't he, see that. He he. Uh, that he gonna, is, is his superpower going to go away now that he cut his dreads uh, off? He it's joked. Like Samson. He joked like on Samson Twitter. He joked. His hair. He joked on Twitter because he he got his hair cut and he was wearing uh, a Pittsburgh Pirates hat with like you know dreads sticking out of the back like he normally does, and uh, 
the next picture was him with his hair cut off, and he said, actually, I haven't had this hair at all. I've been wearing a wig the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I think the key, the key, the key players uh, for Pittsburgh to win 90 games is Andrew McCutcheon, Sterling Marte, and Gregory Blanco. Gregory Blanco, yeah. yeah. And then I think if Josh Harrison has a good year like he did last year, they're, they might contend for first place. So, I mean, 90 games is a lot, but... I, I'd, li- I'd like to see Pittsburgh... You know, uh, beat the Cardinals only, be, only because I feel bad for Pittsburgh. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. And they're pitching. Wow, they got I mean, Super Bowls. They're pitching. Can't feel that terrible uh, for them. Their pitching staff is the Pirate good. Dude. It's up there. Yeah, yeah but the city itself has got Super Bowl. I mean, they got championships. So you can't really okay. feel that terrible for them. Well, if you if, if you put if you put Pittsburgh and St. Louis in the same thing, I I'd be picking Pittsburgh. Yeah, so over St. Louis. Okay, I have St. Louis. I, winning, I don't feel bad. I have St. Louis winning ninety five games, only losing sixty seven. Do I have to explain why they win 95 games? Yes, yes, please. I'm going to have to say their pitching staff led by Adam Rainwright. Hey, and then going down from after Lance Lynn and then the rest of the pitching staff. I mean, their pitching is unbelievable. I mean, and then they, the key newcomer is Jason Hayward. I was going to say, who do they pick up that's like washed up that, that, that all of a sudden is going to be like, you know, top? Five. I don't think he's, can't I, he's, still, like, he's still young. Jason they're Hayward, almost like so. they're almost like they're like the Patriots of baseball. <sighs> yeah, I if they they I mean Saint Saint Louis they're just is always there. Yeah, they they really they are, do everything the right way for the most part. Yeah, they don't have like a crazy. I mean, their payroll is not like it's cheap. But I mean, taking a bath. I don't know what that was. My, <laughs> I think my knuckle hit it. Yeah, but like they're Anyways. just always they're always around. They're kind of like how the Minnesota Twins were for a lot of years against the White Sox. They're just always there, no matter what happens. Just and generally, always. they don't miss a beat, man. I mean, they lose their coach. The I mean, one guy steps in, they're still yeah, yeah, they, they lost. They lose their they lose their the, best player. Yeah, they get rid of and someone steps in. Someone steps in. Look at what happened player. last year. I mean, they had a great run and they lost the kid Michael Waka. Yeah, last yep. year, and now he's coming back healthy this year. And <laughs> I mean, and they do it the right way, man. I mean, really, that last big big free agent pickup I made. Remember them getting was uh, was Holiday from Oakland back then. Oh yeah, Matt so, Holiday. Man and I Holiday. think they had the best catcher in the league is Jose Molina or uh, yeah. Yadier Molina. Yadi. He's like the Tom Brady. He's just always there, consistent <laughs> and awesome. So he probably runs so, their offense. So that is my overlook of the NL Central. Who else did you have, Fish? What other what other uh, division did you have? The AL West, but we'll get into that later. I okay. guess so. We will, I guess we could shift over to the NL West, uh, which in my opinion, well, there's five teams in the division. Uh, there is the Colorado Rockies, Arizona Diamondbacks, LA Dodgers, San Francisco Giants, and the San Diego Padres. And in, in, in my opinion, the NL West is a three team, uh, or three horse race, uh, to, to the finish and, and to win the division and possibly, I believe that one of, one of these, or not one of these three teams, but, um, one of these, one of the other teams that did not win the division is going to win one of the wild card spots, only because uh, the other two teams that don't win it are going to be really tough. Um, and I, 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 like I said, I do think it's a three team, uh, a three team race for the for the title. And I wouldn't be surprised if if any of them if any of them win uh, the division. And uh, obviously, the to- on the top of the list would be the LA Dodgers, only for the simple fact that they, I mean. They have the best pitcher in baseball. They have the best pitcher yeah. alive currently, right now. So, um, it's hard to be, it's hard to go against Clayton Kershaw. I mean, the dude's ridiculous. So what he does, I mean, he, you know, he, he has a lot of, you know, everybody's knocking him for, for his postseason performances, but 
the Dodgers rely so heavy on him during the regular season. He, you know, he's kind of like a, a Tom Thibodeau type of thing where the, he's just kind of burnt out in the postseason. So, um, I believe the t- Dodgers are going to be on the top. They're, uh, if I were going to put a number on it, I would say the Dodgers are going to get 91 wins, uh, 91 and 71. That's just a little, a little, uh, f- just from reading a couple, you know, a, a couple, uh, articles and some stats. Can we lock that in as uh, a prediction then? Go ahead. <laughs> all right, we're locking it in. 91 and 71 for the LA Dodgers. Got it. Locked and stored. Locked and I hope stored. all of you guys actually keep track of these because we normally just say these and then. Well, you know, right, okay. Well, it's just, you know, in baseball, I think anything can happen. Just like you kind of like in football where any team that gets in the postseason can win it. Whereas, you know, obviously in other sports, you know, uh, basketball more importantly is, or most importantly is, it's obviously top teams are yeah, going to win. The best teams. Right, win. of course. Well, you know, take a look at last year. The San Francisco Giants, they won the, you know, they won the World Series. They Again. only had 88 wins. They Again. only, yeah, right. I've, you know, they, they won the title three times out of the last five years. So that's, you know, they have a pretty good, they have a pretty good system going there. You know, obviously, uh, they're really another team that just loses people and they plug them right in. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and right now what they're going to have to do because they have lost, they lost Pablo Sandoval, you know, the Kung Fu Panda as, as. Go back to the Dodgers for a second. Didn't the Dodgers lose Hanley Ramirez? So they, they lost Hanley Ramirez. They lost Matt Kemp. Both those guys ended up in the Boston Red Sox. Kung Fu Panda and Hanley Ramirez. Sorry guys. <laughs> that's why you interfered with. Well, that's not that's not all they lost. They, yeah, they, they lost they, they, their their whole their whole front office is <laughs> completely wiped out. They're 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 starting from scratch, and uh, I'm sorry. No, you can go back. Go back to the Padres. <laughs> no, no, no. Go, no, he was talking about the Kung Fu Panda. He's gonna make fun of me because I didn't know who. Yeah, Josh was saying that the Kung Fu Panda was the dude from Philippines who he tried to explain about the dunk contest thing. There. No, 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 no. The Kung Fu Panda was the really was the really big guy that looked like Shaq that dunked on. Um, oh yeah, yeah, Stefan Marbury. Seth Marbury. That's what right. I, that's what I was saying. They, he's called the Kung Fu Panda too. So when you said Kung Fu Panda, I just I went straight to the last Kung Fu Panda. I'd talk Josh, about. you must be like the the epicenter of YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> he he, he is the epicenter so much that he got banned <laughs> from YouTube. We don't need to. Get I didn't even know that exists, but yeah, he somehow did. So. Okay, so the, the Dodgers, sorry, Fish, for, for jumping ahead a little bit, but the Dodgers, uh, like I said, they got a new front office, half their infield is new, uh, and they have almost half of their new starting rotation is, is new too. So they have a bunch of new parts in there, but I still think that they have, you know, such good, uh, su- such good pieces to put in there that, that they're going to win the division. And, are, and are the Dodgers still like the, the West Coast version of the New York Yankees at this point, though, just based on the TV contract? That's exactly, that's exactly what well, they're pay- on my mind. I I mean, like the their West payroll Coast last year was 230 mil. Yeah. And they're, they, they, with the new front office, they they dropped down a lot, so they're only at 180 right now, which which is still is, top. I mean, but that doesn't mean it doesn't mean if they if they're in contention, say come trade deadline and take a lot and acquire some crazy some crazy prospects and talent just because they got the money to spend and they're saving it now. So right, but what what the what the what the Dodgers lost, uh, you know, in the off season, like Carmen said, Hanley Ramirez, uh, and Matt Kemp. Uh, they also lost D Gordon, which was a part of their infield. Uh, they replaced him. Uh, they replaced both of them actually with, um, Jimmy Rollins and Howie Kendrick. Uh, two, two solid pickups. I like those, both those guys. Yeah. And, uh, where did Matt Kemp end up? San Diego. Yeah. San Diego. Oh, oh, he San Di- st- he stayed in the, the vision. Yeah. He's part of the San Diego winning the free agency. Right. Uh, 
Yeah, and uh, they also, in case, uh, in case Juan Uribe, you know, they have some insurance for third base. And in case Juan Uribe goes out, which, you know, he's been hampered by hamstring issues the last couple of years, um, they got Cuban defector uh, Hector Oliveira. He, uh, actually, he just—he's 29 years old. He just signed a, a six-year, 62 and a half million-dollar deal. Which, you know, hopefully for them, they won't need to use him right away. They could let him, you know, break him in slowly. And I, think I just read something the other day that he hasn't even left Cuba yet. So they better. Is that kind of like a Taco Bell breakfast defector? He's a—he's a Cuban defector. Yeah. I don't know, but that whole, you talking about that, that whole leaving Cuba thing. Um, I think we talked about this before, but the whole Yasiel, I don't know if we talked about this on here, but the whole Yasiel Puig when he left and that's sketchy. Like if you've ever read that, that is how, how, how to get out of there. I just came to, across it the other day. You have to leave like in the middle of the night on a raft. Yeah, on a raft. It's, it's, it's really sketchy. Like to the point where I was reading the Yasiel Puig one, I, that article was a couple of years ago, but about him and it's, it's, it made me nervous just reading it. Like yeah, he, I got little palpitations and like, I don't think he's left. Cuba, yeah. Yeah, but how, how is this legal? Like, how are, I have they, no idea. how are they allowed to defect and then play baseball and make a ton of money? Like, I don't get that part of it. Like, well, they never welcome back. I know that. Well, they can I, never go back home. Yeah, but yeah. how are they allowed in the country? I don't know. Yasiel Puig's, I remember they had something to do with, like, like kind of like refugees. Got, somebody, somebody got kidnapped. Like, he got kidnapped. Like, he hit the, the, the group that was taking him to out of the country, like, some of them got killed and then another group took him, like, hostage. It was going to like, it was, it was sketchy. Like he said he was walking through like a swamp and there were alligators and stuff like that. Like, also too, that they, they kidnapped their families. I mean, well, yeah. he's, he's doing and, and, a whole, a huge, in other countries, in other countries like Venezuela, kidnapping is like a sport there. Yeah. So, yeah, so <laughs> everybody gets kidnapped. I mean, everybody gets kidnapped. Look at, I think a few years ago, it was Carl Sam Brown's kids got kidnapped. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a sport there. Like, it's a he hobby. he it's probably a had him get kidnapped though, because he's, he's got a few screws loose. <laughs> he's playing, he's playing 16 in softball. We used to, right now. That, well, because Brown used to live next to where we went to college, and he always sat out there in his giant blue Hummer when he played and just nuts out. So, Christopher, who do you have finishing third? Uh, actually, I have the Giants finishing third. They wow. are they're the world's champs. Finishing well, third. Well, you know what they had they 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 lost a bunch of pieces, and um, basically the only thing the only way that I think that the the Giants will be able to 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 keep pace is they need all five starting pitchers to be pretty much aces all year long, because they need to win on pitching and defense. Their offense, I think, is going to take a step back they're, this year. They have oh, well, I mean. Uh, let's. What were you gonna say, Fish? I think there's there's starting pitching is question too because Matt Cain's coming off shoulder surgery, I think. And, yeah, and, t- and Tim Hudson's gonna uh, approaching four years old. So, wow, he's still pitching. Yeah. Wow. And I mean, and Lincecum, we don't even know he he went to the bullpen last year. So I yeah, mean, Tim Lincecum, uh, Madison Bumgarner, you know, all those guys are are obviously Madison Bumgarner is the ace of that rotation. But you know what else we're gonna get out of there? They had the names are there. The, the 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 let's face it, the names are there. Those guys are all big name pitchers. So if they could if they could return to form this season, the Giants will have a shot. But I do believe that they're going to finish uh, eighty one and eighty one. They're you know they're going to be third place. Uh, they, they lost some key guys too. I mean, look at Hunter Pence. Yeah, Hunter Pence. He he's he should be back uh, early. Uh, I think late. Or, sorry, late April, early May, uh, which is not too bad. No. But you know you got to figure it's going to take him. You know, probably at least a month to get back into the groove. You know, if he I, he had a broken forearm, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. So, 
that's probably not a good injury, especially for baseball because you do so much with your hands and your arms, you know, batting, catching, throwing, all that stuff is dependent. So all he could probably do was run while he's trying to rehab, you know, his broken forearm. I think the most key was Kung Fu Panda leaving. I mean, that guy was, I think he was the heart and soul of the Giants. Well, yeah, he sure, he, I mean, he, 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 he occupied the hot corner. So, I mean, that's a key cog in a, in an infield and in a defense, which the National League, is primarily a defense-driven league, so you know to to to, to lose somebody like that is is, is pretty big for that them. big guy can move, man. Yeah, he can really. I mean, move. how many <laughs> how many times have you guys seen on Sports Center where he's you know diving over railings and, and catching foul right. balls? You know, it just that's the that's the type of team that they are. The Giants are there. They 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 pitch well and they have good defense. So yep. you know, for for them to lose a key cog in their in their puzzle there is 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 not a good thing for them. But like I said. They need all their pitchers to, to to perform, and they need their defense to be lights out like it normally is. And and their their starting rotation is is suspect. They have a lot of questions there. But however, if they are good, they're going to be good. So uh, we'll we'll go on to the second team, even though we went out of order. But that's cool. Sorry, it's all your fault, dude. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna go back to the Padres here. Uh, the Padres, like I mentioned, they were the World Series winners of the offseason. They raked in a bunch of, of big name guys here. And I'll just go down a quick little list here. Uh, James Shields, Matt Kemp, uh, Jose Castillo, Will Myers, Justin Upton, all, you know, all, all huge names and they're all being, being plugged right into their lineup. They got six new starters, which I, in the NL, which, you know, I, Eight, eight, there's eight positions to be, <laughs> to be had and six right. of them are going to be brand new, uh, brand new players to the organization. So that's crazy, but talk about a revamp, right? And I believe, uh, you know, in the NL West, uh, you know, the World Series championship came from a team from the NL West. And I think the, the biggest X factor in this division is the Padres only because they have so many new parts and it's not like, it's not like they're, they're making, you know, uh, a, 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 like B B class moves here. They're they're all A class moves. Right. Matt Kemp, James Shields. These are all dudes that are going to make an impact immediately. So, I believe that they're going to finish second, uh, second in the division. Tough uh, division, right? And I believe that they're going to be in the they're going to be in the postseason, only because, like I said, this these these three teams, the other two teams that I, we're not really going to get into because they're not really noteworthy. The Colorado Rockies, the Arizona Diamondbacks. I don't think they're going to make much noise. Uh, both of those teams, the the Rockies have good offense, but they have no defense. The, the Diamondbacks have defense, but no offense. So, so do, you, do you think that the NL West is the strongest uh, division? I don't know. It, is that conference? Do you or mean? Do you, do you mean? Right? Do you mean in division? Like it's division, but do you mean as in the NL or the AL combined? Both. 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 Yeah. No. No, you don't think so? But definitely NL, NL though, right? I mean, it's better than the NL East, and it's better than the Central. They're kind of they're they're up there with the central. I mean, it depends on how the central is pretty tough, dude. I mean, if the Cubs could do anything, the central is going to be just as tough as the West. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, it's basically a three-team race. Yeah. Which I mean, the 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 East. I mean, we'll get to that with Josh, but I mean, the East. The East has the best team, team. obviously, but. You know, the West has a, a lot of good teams. And like I said, the Padres are going to be an X factor in the NL, in the NL playoff race. So I believe. And like you said, the Rockies have a good offense. Their pitching, their defense is not good. I mean, they could be, if their pitching was good, they could probably be right up. And there. don't, don't get me wrong. I believe, you know, I, I believe the Rockies, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Rockies made some noise and, yeah. and, and, and they got, 
you know, they were fighting for the division lead, but they have so many questions on defense and Troy Tulowitzki, the guy can't stay healthy. So if he can't stay in a full season, you know, they have a potential MVP on their hands. Well, they have two of them, Carlos, uh, Carlos, um, Gonzalez. He's pretty good. Too, yeah. So. I mean, yeah. And I don't know if any of you guys follow the, uh, the Twitter account of the Colorado Rockies, but they have some pretty good ones. Uh, Carlos Gomez and Troy Tuwilski collided into each other in the, in the spring training and both players are kind of injury prone or whatever. And they said their timetable to re, uh, to return would be forever. <laughs> Which is kind of sad for their own their own team's Twitter account. I think the account, worst team in that division is Arizona. They're in a re- rebuilding stage. Yeah, they're so. they're they're not going to do much. But like I said, I wouldn't be surprised. But they have a lot of they have to answer a lot of uh, of calls on, on defense. The Colorado Rockies to make any kind of noise. The other three teams are pretty set as far as their defense and their pitching. So it's just a matter of how their how the San Diego Padres how their offense is going to come come around because obviously they were one of the worst teams in the league last year in offensive uh, production, and uh, the Dodgers are are the Dodgers they're, they're the Yankees of the West so well, the Padres outfield could probably combine for a lot of home runs with Upton Myers and uh, Kemp out there yeah but the Padres Padres Stadium though doesn't doesn't. Exactly help the hitters because I mean that, that yeah it's, 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 it's Park is built for pitching yeah it's, it's built so for it's pitching. a long if you're hitting home runs it's gonna and be a it, long you know they run. got a who's the guy Adrian Gonzalez is is no is it no he's, he's on the Dodgers Adrian Gonzalez, oh sorry so. well yeah he was on the Padres but he, yeah, was. he was on the Padres he was on Boston Red Sox too yeah yes all right so who's who's up next the NL East I got the NL East um I was watching the Nationals the the team we were talking about before that's the best team in in baseball they they are the best team in baseball I mean their pitching is phenomenal. Um, I mean, if you're looking at uh, Scherzer and Strasburg, Zimmerman, Fischer. Yeah, ouch, Jesus! I know. That's what it is. Well, yeah. we we we, th- we thank we thank the Net- Washington Nationals for taking Max Scherzer out of our division. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> so thank thank you, Washington. But, thank you. Keep I mean, that's, happy there. That's your that's that's your that's your four. I mean, that's that's crazy. And then on top of that, you have Bryce Harper. He's only 22 years old. He's one of the best players in baseball. I mean, one of. Um, he's a little injury prone. You know, he 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 doesn't make full seasons, but. He's he's a phenom. I mean, that's that's what he is. He came into the league. He is that guy. Um, he uh, he's he's bulked up. I I watched. A, I read an article about he's. I mean, he's huge. He looks like the Hulk now versus the skinny, preppy looking you know frat boy that came into the the league um, with his you know it's a clown question, bro uh, stuff. But I like I like Bryce Harper. No, I do, I do too. But he's huge. Um, their he's starting huge. pitchers last year led the led uh, led the uh, MLB in ERA. Um, so the only question they really have is, is their health? You know, can they stay healthy? Can, can all their pitchers, can Bryce Harper, can all of them stay healthy and be able to, uh, really put a full season together? And if they can, and if they do what they're supposed to, um, you know, Strasburg, that's going to be really, really hard to, uh, to beat. That's going to be really, really hard to, to top them, um, over well, there. So they're, they're facing injuries right now, actually. Yeah. I mean, they have Anthony Rendon, who's their third baseman, who's out right now. He's going to start on the DL. And then Ryan Zimmerman's going to start on the DL too. So they have, and Jason Worth. I mean, they, Worth, have, some yeah. guys, they have some guys who are going to start on the DL, but they, I won't disagree with you. They are the best team in baseball. Yeah. So, yeah. so I had them, I, I, I had them, I, I took some of mine stuff, uh, 93 and 69. Um, you know, I don't have them losing, uh, I mean, not too many. I mean, compared to what, you know, what baseball season is. Um, you got the Miami Marlins, you got the Mets, you got the Braves, and you got the Phillies. Is, is um, Ozzy still down in Miami? No, it's oh. Mike Redmond. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. Pretty <laughs> funny. Um, Marlins, their biggest thing is their outfield. Uh, Juan, Juan, John, John Carlin Stanton, 
Um, John Carlo. What did I say? Well, you got me all messed up because I said Juan Carlo before, and you like ripped into me. So. Where, are you, where are you getting a Juan from? Man? I don't know. <laughs> John Carlo and Stanton. Um, you should know his name. The dude makes a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. And he got hit in the face last year. Yeah. Everybody well, and that's, that. that's and that's crazy though. He signed that contract after he got hit in the face. Yeah. <laughs> that's, well, and you know, and that's and that's he kind of earned it. No, I know, but I mean, like, that's just a serious. Well, before he got hit in the face, he he was he was having he, a monster, he a monster year. Plus, he was he's like going to be probably triple crown. No, I know what I'm saying. MVP. They, 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 gave him all that, they gave him all that cash after he broke his face. Oh, yeah. I mean, not knowing how. I mean, you don't know if he's going to be scared of a fastball at this point. I mean, you don't. he's not now. I mean, his his uh, his pre or preseason. What do you want to say? Is spring training. Spring training has been really really. Yeah, I know, good. but I'm saying when they signed the contract, you didn't oh, yeah. have no idea. Like, no, I know, but it's just one of those things where it's like it's good to see him back because I mean, you saw him back at the end of last year, but it's good to see him back. And his um, Twitter account is is is. After he signed that huge you and deal, your Twitter. You, I'm just saying, his Twitter account. Um, He's our social media czar. I mean, he should be up on Twitter. Their their outfield, their outfield is what's what's their big their uh their big plus um down there in Miami. But plus the problem they have is also, pitching. They're also getting Jose Fernandez back. Hopefully, he'll be back after he had Tommy son Tommy, Tommy John surgery last year. Yeah, their pitching but, is question. But if that's that's the thing is it, it, once he comes back that that can help round that out. But for right now, their their pitching is a question. Their pitching is is what. What would keep them from being able to, other than the fact that the Nationals are just that good, keeping them from going up there? Um, you have the Mets next. Uh, the great, the best thing about the Mets right now is their pitching depth. Um, they have Matt Harvey, they have Zach Wheeler, and they have Bartolo Colon, um, along with a couple other uh, good pitchers. I mean, yeah, he's still alive, Bartolo. Uh, yeah, I say he's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, their pitching staff is pretty good. I mean, Zach Wheeler, he's out for the season now because he's having Tommy John surgery. So, yeah. I mean, but that Tommy John surgery is going all over the place right now, but. Yeah, but the Tommy John they, surgery at this point is not like it used to be, where it's yeah. like a career ending. No, I mean he's, he's, most guys come to back. To me, they come back strong. Look at yeah. Matt Harvey had yeah. an awesome spring training. I'm they had me. a they had a they had a thing about uh, Tommy John surgery. They're saying that um, now it's just going to be a a normal thing for people to come out of high school and eventually have to have Tommy John surgery. Like that's just going to be it because of. The way that pitching is now and the way that baseball is now. Right. It's, just not natu- it's just not a natural thing to just throw up in our mouths an hour, for, yep. no matter who you are. So. Yeah. So, and then round out the bottom, you have the Atlanta Braves. Um, you know, they have some young pitching, uh, but the problem is their offense. They're 29th in uh, run scored last year, um, and they're kind of in a full rebuild. Uh, but even with them being a full rebuild, they're not as bad as the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, the Phillies are the bottom of the barrel. I, th- I think the Phillies are at the bottom of the barrel of the whole major leagues right now. I think Listen, the only thing the Philadelphia Phillies have, the only thing is Cole Hamels. That is and it. And he will be traded in the middle of the That is literally the, that is literally the only thing they have. Like, like, I was look, I was looking at stuff, um, and everybody, anybody and anybody who was anybody said the only thing the Phillies have, and they were like, upside, Cole Hamels. Good stuff, Cole Hamels. I mean, they're anything bad. Well, their GM already said there he he's selling out. He wants to trade. Yeah. He wants to trade their second baseman. Yeah. Chase well, Hunley. He wants to trade Ryan Miller. Uh, Ryan Howard. Ryan Howard. The only good thing that they did was they traded Rollins. Um, and, they, and that's because Rollins they, was getting old. It was a big contract, and so they got rid of him, which was good to get off the books. Are but, they trading and, Ryan Howard to Subway? <laughs> <laughs> and they I, they just lo- I mean good they lost Cliff Lee. I mean just they haven't him. put him on. I mean, the he's DL, on the yeah. no, he's on the sixty day DL. But is he? I mean, they they should have traded him before. You remember when he was really good? Ooh, Cliff Lee. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember I he was a yeah, monster. When he was in Cleveland, he was a stud. Can I tell you and something? Texas. You no, know, Cliff yeah. Lee. When he dominated the Yankees in the playoffs, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, but it's kind of like the beginning of the end though. When it, once he went to Philly, he was on a downward spiral. He just died. Point, but yeah, but then he didn't he win one in Philly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but that was his. I think it was his first year. Then after that, I think he. 
tail. Yeah, but he also dominated in Texas. I mean, he was. No, no, he was a good. I mean, when he was, look, not, he was. He look was at lethal. our perce- look at our perception of Mark Burley. He won one here, and he's like he's a god. Yeah. So he probably he in Philadelphia, here and he died of well, the baseball. Actually, league. probably in Philadelphia, they probably hate him and said death, <laughs> death threats to his Philadelphia, mother. Yeah, I said Philadelphia. Are we going to get the, into uh, NL awards soon. now or? Oh, no, yeah. Let's wait. Till we, let's run through all the divisions. Yeah. Okay. So I just, I mean, I have the Nationals winning. I have actually, actually, I have. I know we're gonna do it later, but I have the Nationals going really far in the playoffs, if not to the World Series, because they're just one of the best teams in baseball. I mean, and it's hard to, it's hard to argue with that because are they gonna be able to put it all together though in the postseason? The, the question is their health. I mean, if they can stay healthy. I mean, Bryce Harper hasn't had a full season. You know, I mean, he hasn't had a, a full season without injury for since what his rookie year, uh, maybe the first two years. I think he, he, was, he was he was out last year, but he was like out last months. year. Yeah, I mean, he and the same thing with Strasburg. I mean, Strasburg's got shut down and, and he's been in and out and stuff. So it's they're two of the better players on their team, the best players on their team. Well, they have the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah, well, close to it. Yeah. So. Don't make me fight you for that fish. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, I already, we already discussed this know, already, right? dude. We'll go on to the AL. We'll go on, we'll go AL. on to the AL so we don't get in fist fights. Yeah. All right, <laughs> so I think we'll start off with the AL East. Oh, God. Here we go. Here we go, man. <laughs> here we go. Hey, let's say. You guys get your pillows ready, your neck pillows. pillows your, uh, you know what? Take, take he, your shoes off. Get ready. Well, you just get comfortable. You weren't here for this, but before we started the show... He pulled Carter, out an almanac. He pulled out, like everything. It, it was an almanac. He has all the lineups. It was like three thousand pages, all handwritten from Carmen. That Jesus, he, Carm. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I got into this assignment. I'm sorry. He did his research. <laughs> I got to give him that, I guess. But anyway, guys, don't, don't be jealous. Here's the AL East preview. Um, last year, I guess the Baltimore Orioles won the division, which is kind of an odd thing for that division because it's usually always the Yankees and/or the Boston Red Sox. So Baltimore's got a lot of hype going into the season. And I think that uh, since they lost, they lost a bunch of they lost a bunch of key guys. And uh, who they lose? They lost. Hold on, guys. He's got to flip to two thousand nine hundred thirty-four. <laughs> I mean, they lost. They lost. They lost Nelson Cruz, which was a huge chunk of their production last year. And they lost Nick Nick Markakis, which I think is a pretty good hitter. But I don't know. Markakis. Markakis is is a really good defender. The dude's all always. I always thought he always had got some time. He's on the Atlanta Braves now. Yeah, but I mean, they they lost. I mean, they didn't really. They had a pretty quiet off season. I mean, they really picked. They didn't really pick up much. A little, a little bit of pitching, and a little bit of uh, an outfielder and a shortstop and Ray, Ray Navarro. So they kind of they kind of stayed pat as far as what what got them a division crown last year. So they didn't make make many moves. I mean, the team that really made a lot of noise in the off season. I mean, well, well, back to Baltimore. They're also getting back Chris Davis. I mean, he was suspended. Right? Yeah, I mean, they're, well, they're getting they're getting back Chris Davis. They're getting Baltimore's getting back. I mean, I guess their their compensation for for uh, losing those guys. I mean, they're getting back Chris Davis and they're getting back Manny Macchiato, who uh, I mean, both those guys are, are really and good also uh, they're catching Weeders, but he's getting he's coming back from um, whatever surgery he had last year. Yeah, so I mean, their lineup. I mean, their lineup is pretty good. I mean, top top four to top four guys. I mean, Diaz. Machado, Davis, and Jones. I mean, that's a pretty powerful first first four. So, I mean, I, it's you know, it's they, they. I mean, they could they could repeat. But I mean, they had they, last year they had ninety six wins. I don't see them. Well, yeah, but who who do you think is really going to actually compete with them besides maybe Boston? Yeah, I mean, that's really that's really it. I mean, I think it's I think it's Boston. Yankees are down in the dumps. Thankfully, I disagree. <laughs> well, I mean, the Tampa Bay Rays the, they lost the, they lost their heart their heartbeat of the team. They lost Joe Madden. So. I mean the dark the dark horse in this whole division, which could be the wild card and everything, 
is the Toronto Blue Jays. I mean, they kind of they kind of yeah, tried to you, turn around starting last year. Yeah, I but mean, they don't, made, don't you don't you think that they're Toronto Blue Jays are always that team? They're always that team that like. They've oh, had we're, talent we're, we're for the years. We're man. waiting for them to like just break out, and they never yeah, but really that's, do. That's the thing, though. Is this year the AL East is kind of is a down year, so this could be their year that they. I mean, they've got the. I believe the, the they might have just enough to get them over the top. Yeah, this well, year, also then. too, I think Toronto doesn't have the pitching to get over the top. But I think, that's correct right. me if I'm wrong, but I think Toronto has the longest, the longest playoff drought in any professional sport. I think if Toronto makes the playoffs and or makes any noise in the postseason, Conti's going to be running around the streets here with, with his, his Canadian Canada his Canadian flag, flag and his Justin Bieber haircut. You know, just just being proud. Oh, Canada, just running around. Yeah, yeah we're, so we're I gonna have some problems. With you <laughs> hey, it's all right, rookie. It's all right. So I mean, I guess the New York Yankees, the New York Yankees made some fine financial uh, decisions this offseason with not going absolutely crazy and after free agents. I mean, they let. They've they they got they got some they got some, a lot of pitching they got a DH and Garrett Jones and uh, DD Greg Gregoris I can't even pronounce his name shortstop those are the guys they're really big big guys that they got in their uh, picked up but they I mean they let go of a lot of talent and a lot of leadership and Derek Jeter I mean who's going to replace the captain in New York and also the you know, it is going to be kind of weird to not see him out there huh yeah I mean how what do you play eighteen seasons in New York. Yeah. I mean, Played almost every single game. It seemed like I mean, number two was was as solid as they get. But as much as people hated the Yankees, nobody like hated Derek, Derek Jeter. Jeter. Nobody, nobody did. Hated nobody. As as much as people hated the Yankees, nobody nobody everybody hated wanted to be Derek well, Jeter. Have you seen the girls that he? Yeah, but also oh too, uh, everybody's saying like, who's the face of baseball? He was the face yeah. of baseball. I'm saying. I mean, Mike Trout. He's a classy dude. Trout. He's I mean, a classy dude. Mike yeah, Trout, Mike the, Trout is a cocky, the, cocky dude. Yeah, but what's the difference that separates Mike Trout from Derek Jeter? Was Derek Jeter has championships? Derek Jeter's done it. I mean, Derek Jeter's been been there and done that in basically every single thing in baseball. So he was a modern day Yankee King, man. Yeah, he's a, yeah he's a modern day Babe Ruth. You think he's the, you think he's the last of the like I don't want to say the last of the Yankees, but last of that like that legend. Like he was a legend. He he's, he's a legend. Pro- probably just in the fact of free agency. I mean, who, how many guys stayed I mean, with teams for eighteen years? Because it's like because it's like Mariano Rivera left Kobe, and then he left. <laughs> We're getting that, he wasn't maybe. on the Yankees, bro. Yeah, come on. You know what I mean. But no, he's, not throwing, he's not throwing 100 mile an hour fastball. <laughs> Rivera's a legend, and then you have Jeter's a legend. Dude, are like... you kidding? Jeter just passed the torch to A Rod. Okay, A Rod's <laughs> back. A Rod's back. He, well, he's going back for the, the promised land. He, he's, go. Go, he's going for the Batten title this that's year. A, that's the thing, though. Is, I mean, you think A Rod has a huge bounce back season because he's got that monkey off of his back as far as the steroids? No, because he has no steroids to help him get his Yeah, but I know, but now he doesn't have to worry about hiding it anymore. So that's a huge weight lifted off your shoulders. I mean, he can. Pop. What? Are you just going to keep on doing them and not worry about hiding them? I hope A-Rod has a good year. I like A-Rod. I don't like A-Rod. I don't mind A-Rod. I personally think, like you said, he's going to come out and have a great year yeah, because, I mean, you know what? Now everything's gone. It's out in the open. He's just going to play baseball. Yeah, just, but, I mean, he's a, That's he, what he's going to do, I mean, man. The PEDs aside, he's a pretty good baseball player. Well, hell yes. yeah. I mean, he doesn't show up in the postseason, but regular season, yeah, that's he's, a, he's, a he's a player. So, I don't know. I think Where do you have them finishing? Who? The Yankees? The Yankees. Uh, I have them finishing in fourth place. I have uh, Tampa Bay, which I'm not even going to talk about because they don't really have anything. They lost their manager. They lost their front office. They lost everything. <laughs> David Price. They might have just are they going to move? Are, are they this? Uh, this is real quick. Are they going to move? Are they? Are they thinking about like moving franchises? They should. Out of I mean, they should move all professional franchises out of the state of Florida. But uh, I, I just there's nothing to talk about. Back to the Yankees. I mean, their their pitching is questioned. That's why you have them finishing fourth, or just. 
you have them finishing fourth because the other three teams are better. Yeah, I just, I just, I think that they're. I mean, everything that they've got and they lost. I think the biggest loss that they have is going to be Derek Jeter and just that that consistency of of him in the lineup every every uh, every uh, time. That sorry, we're, which we call it that. that oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Yes, you did. But yeah, I just think that that leadership is going to be lost with, with the Yankees, and so. I don't know. I think I think it's going to be worse to worse to first than the Boston Red Sox. Uh, I think that they're going to wind up winning 92 games, lose 70, and um, it's not a, not going to be an overwhelming dominant performance because I think it's a pretty terrible division this year. It's a, definitely an off division, but somebody unfortunately has to win that division. I think it's going to be the Boston Red Sox and you know the acquisitions that they made. Don't, doesn't that kind of uh get on your nerves a little bit? That grind just, your gears. Grind, yeah. Th- no, that, doesn't that get a little. Annoying that teams go from worst to first. It's like they 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 purposely like they know they're gonna have a really bad season. And they know you know they just do whatever you know just unload everything just so they can load up for the next year and you know win the title. Don't you guys think that's annoying? Yeah, kind of, I mean especially yeah, the giant the Giants are kind of the same way. I mean they won three titles in five years. They're win lose win lose. You know it's yeah, but, just, the, but the Giants don't reload. Yeah, I, I was mean, just gonna they, say the Giants. The Giants, like just, their, their talent just matures. We're bo- it seems like well, that's how. Like, but that's how Boston won. What two years ago? They you know went from worst to first. Yeah, they won, were the worst. Yeah. They were the, yeah, the they worst were, team yeah, in the division, and they won it all the next but, year. But Boston, but Boston's one of those teams that dumps a ton of money into the roster. So I mean, I mean, look at look at the offseason moves that they made this year. I mean, it's not like they're just like, oh, we lost last year, but now we're all of a sudden we're gonna be good. I mean, they they got some they got some really big pieces in Pablo Sandoval and Haley Ramirez to help in that small field. It's like a wiffle ball park. So I mean. I think Boston Boston will wind up being a pretty good team, but it's an average division, so nothing really that hyped about it. But I'm sure we'll see a lot of media coverage because, you know, East Coast, West Coast. Constantine, stop making all that noise over there. (laughs) Are we going to move on now, or are you all there? Yeah, I think I'm I'm done with what I've got to say because, like I said, by my— We got got one big big division left, and that's our our hometown— Oh, we got two, two divisions. So I'm going to get into the, the, the American League uh, West. Um, did you know that the American League West last year had three teams that finished with 85 games or more? Wow, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> You're telling me. That is pretty good. So was it the the Angels? Yes. Right? The Athletics? Mm-hmm. And who was the third team? The third team was the... Seattle? No, Texas Rangers. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Seattle, you're right. Oh, I was going to say Texas. I thought they were oh, bad last they were, year. They were, they were the worst team in baseball. They were the worst team in baseball. That's right my now. fault. Sorry. No, you're good. So, um, so who do you got, Fish? What, what do you got? I'm going to get straight to it. And I will have to say, I'm, I'm, this is really a dark, ho- dark horse, but I'm going to go with Seattle Mariners winning the division with 86 wins and 76 losses. Um, I think a lot of people. I think that's a that's a sexy pick this year. I think a lot of people. I've I've heard that just a little bit. What's I mean, with your sexy picks, dude? No, I'm just saying that's that's what it is. It's it's the it's the kind of like the, the cool, trendy the trendy hit pick trendy this year. Trendy whatever. The reason you want to say. why I think they'll come in first place: the key additions of Nelson Cruz, uh, Justin Ruggiano, and Ricky Weeks. I mean, adding that to already good lineup with Robinson Cano in it. That. They, I think they will pass by the Angels and A's. Um, King Hernandez. The pit, the pitching is unbelievable. Nope. I mean, with King, uh, Felix Hernandez and now, the, uh, James Paxton and, uh, a rookie, I guess. <laughs> Do, sorry, I just sorry. had this thought come across my mind that Robinson Cano probably has to pay the electric bill in Seattle for, for the stadium to keep the lights on. Probably. 
But I mean, their pitching is, is going to be good. <laughs> um, I have Oakland Athletics finishing second with 85 wins and 77 losses. Um, the reason why I don't have them winning the division, I think they lost a whole lot. I mean, they lost Josh Donaldson, John Lester. Well, Josh they they Schumacher. lost Cespedes last year, oh, right? Yeah, that was too. that was that was the that was a knife in their back. That pretty much put them. They were the best team in baseball at that point, and they made this move that they thought they were gonna, you know, oh, they need starting pitching and Jeff Samarja and all that stuff, and and they they traded pretty much. Uh, well, not pretty much. Obviously, he was their heart and soul of their team. Uh, Johan Cespedes and, and they, they tanked from there. I mean, yeah. they, they look bad. They were lucky to even get in the playoffs last year after that bad. Yeah, that, they they also added Brandon, uh, Brand, uh, they lost Brandon Moss and they, of course they lost John Lester to that big contract. But I mean, they made some key, they made, they did make some key additions to their, I mean, they got Ben Zilbris, Brett Lowry and Ike Davis and then they added, uh, Billy Butler. But I mean, I don't know if Billy that's, Butler, <laughs> the Sox killer. Yeah, I don't know if that's I hate en- that guy. I don't know if that's enough to make a run at division. I mean, their pitching is good but young. But we'll see what happens. I have the Los Angeles Angels finishing third. Uh, the Angels, really? Yeah, uh, with only eighty-four wins and seventy-eight losses. Uh, key loss was Howie Kendricks. Uh, their pitching is questionable. I mean, the Clinton. And their hitting is questionable too. Uh, Pools is getting older. I mean, and Hamilton, we don't even know where he is. I well, mean, they they're, they're not going to suspend him. And they're not. I mean, but it, what is he going to give you? I mean, he's going to give you a couple lines. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> do you think that they, do you think they didn't suspend Josh Hamilton is because he was pretty open about what happened? I mean, he was. Pretty honest and say, "Hey, I screwed up." He seems like a good dude. I, I just, I, I feel, I feel bad. I mean, I've never, I, I'm not addicted to anything, so I don't know. But I mean, that's got to be a really tough. I don't know. I, just, and, I feel bad for the guy. And well, you know what? Probably his family and all that other stuff. Honestly, like he, he didn't violate anything in his contract. So what are they gonna, what are they gonna suspend him for? What are they gonna find him for? What do you, you know? He, what did he do wrong? He, he made dumb mistakes. I mean, who hasn't made dumb mistakes? I mean, we've seen even the top of the NFL make dumb mistakes and and essentially get away with it. I mean, he had to pay what, like a five hundred thousand dollar fine, and that was like chump change to those guys. So, yeah. I mean, how you know they everybody wants to chastise him for 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 making a mistake, but listen, the guy obviously has an issue and he admitted it. So, and that's and that's I mean, like you said, he admitted it. You look at all the PED stuff, try to hide it, all the the links you go to. He says, "Hey, I'm I have this problem, and you everybody's known I've had this problem." I just feel bad for the guy because yeah. I've I've liked him. I, I liked watching Josh Hamilton play, and I felt bad that he was on a crappy team. But I like watching Josh Hamilton me, play. Me personally, I always I always feel for those guys that you know. It's like if they're if, as long as you're honest with me and just be like, hey, I screwed up. I took PEDs, whatever. I'm okay with that. It. It's the guy that oh I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. All of a test. Oh I failed. Oh the, I'm sorry. The, like, the Irvin Santana. Yeah, like don't don't lie to me and don't don't say like oh I didn't do it. Just come out and say you know what I screwed up. Right. Sorry guys. What happened? Another, another thing too that that's, that's more commendable to me. What the yeah. Angels are going to have to do to try to compete or win what I said more games than 84 games. But um, Garrett Richards, he pitched pretty much. He could have been a Cy Young winner last year. I mean, they need him to come back healthy, and they need. Matt Schumacher to come back uh, pitch like he did last year. I mean, you don't, so you don't think you know you don't think Trout has has that great of an influence on that team and and to catapult them into the to the division lead. I think he does. I think he could win another MVP, but I mean, one player can't 
I don't think one player could push over. So you have Seattle winning it. Yes. The, the, the AL West. All right. So how about the, uh, the old AL Central? Dun, dun, dun. Best Central, uh, best division in baseball, if you ask me. No, okay, but. All right. I mean, it's simple, man. It's going to come down to. I disagree with that. It's going to come down to a a three team race, if you ask me. I'm not even going to waste your time and, and bore people with talking about the Minnesota Twins because. They they're just they're rebuilding. They're well, bad. I mean, can we they, just touch on? Can we just touch on what happened? What was it this morning, right, or yesterday, or uh, the Irvin Santana? Yeah, thing. A, couple, a couple days ago. But yeah, go for it. Yeah, I mean, he just got suspended for eighty, 80 games, games for, right. for for performance enhancing performance enhancing drugs, and he signed that huge deal in the off season. Four and, years, fifty four million, the biggest contract in Minnesota Twins history. They were saying, yeah, they don't pay anybody. <laughs> I mean, they, they don't no. pay anybody. But I mean, that's the thing, though. Is don't you think that? Don't you think the NF, uh, not the NFL, but the MLB Players Association should step in and make some sort of clause where like, alright, to protect ourselves, we're going to install, like if you get caught with PEDs, you, you can, they can void your contract. I mean, just cause it's, it's show, it's sending the wrong message to kids, one, and, and the rest of the players in the, in the league that it's like, okay, you can get juiced up, you can get jacked up, get your contract, and then get caught, and it's no big deal. You well, that's kind of like the whole Ryan Braun thing. Yeah, Ryan Braun, that's what I was gonna say. I mean, he he essentially was one of the best players in the National League at the time, if and not that, the best, some would argue. Yeah, did he did he or did he not win the MVP the he, year before? I that he, he, got did caught. he did win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, and then they, they, the, the following they, they, year he got caught with PED. So it's like, okay, you know, was he was he juicing? Was he you know was he juicing the year before that he won the MVP? Was that the reason why it was? You know, there's all these questions about it. It's like. Yeah, I agree with you, Carm. The problem is, is that it's just a slap on the wrist right now. It's, I mean, you don't get to play, and everybody goes, "Well, no, oh, I mean, but they don't get to play." It's, it's, it's a, it's a more than a slap on the wrist because he's missing eighty games. I mean, well, that's, well that's, who cares? But he's already gotten paid. Your season's pretty much done. If you're, you're talking about take. money, it, it yeah, doesn't no, make a difference. A, but that's what I'm saying, though. That, that's only hurting to me. That that suspension's only hurting the team. team. I mean, it's, it has nothing to do with him. He's getting paid still. Like it's a guaranteed contract. I mean, that's to me. You choose to do PEDs. Like it's not like it's an accident, accidental. Like you know, they all claim, like, "Ooh, we didn't know," but. It's not an accidental thing. Like you chose to do steroids to get a contract, and now you got caught. You should be. You should have to give that money back. I don't understand that yet, though. At he, least eighty he, games worth. His, yeah, his claim was paid. I mean, his claim was that he unknowingly took PEDs. Like, isn't that what everybody's claim is? Yeah, like? everyone. That's that's a, the, 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 I thought the it was general, legal. Yeah, I, I oh, could. I you know. could unknowingly eat peanut butter in your Chinese food. You, you're not gonna unknowingly. <laughs> you're not gonna oh, unknowingly eat yeah, needle in your butt and try right. To, you're not yeah. gonna unknowingly take. You know. Take PEDs is crazy. Like yeah. I thought, what he was injecting me was cool. Like, okay. yeah, I mean, it's not no. like it's not like no. A Rod is in a grocery store sticking needles and you know jugs of milk and shooting you know testosterone and hormones and you know all this PEDs and in, into the milk. I mean, right, come right, on, right. dude. No, I agree. Um, okay, we're gonna start real quick here with the, with Detroit. They're last year's division winner. Think they're this year's division winner? I'm not gonna pick a division winner yet. Not just yet. Because I think it's going to come down to three teams. It's going to come down real to the end. The division winner is going to have 90-plus wins. You remember in 05 when the Sox won the division, they were 99-63, and 63, and it came down to the last week of the season. You almost won 100 games, and it still came down to the That's a tough division. It really is. I mean, Detroit, they lost a couple people this year. They lost, I mean, they lost Porcello, but they got well, Cespedes for him. You know, Cespedes. Ver- Verlander starting the year in the DL. I mean, he's only going to miss maybe one or two starts, but... That's still right. For the Sox is still is still That's a step good. in the right direction. Of course, exactly. I mean, so David you're not Price. Giving a division winner. I'm not picking a division winner. Just I'll give you one for you. You want one? Not yet. Hold Don't, on for a second. Are you going to be a homer? Yeah, no, you're going to be a homer. Take, I'm taking Cleveland. 
Yeah, you said that to me, but I'm not sold on Cleveland. I'm sorry. There's nobody that's that impressive <laughs> over there. But I think they're gonna they're gonna win. To me, it'll come down again to what has been the last few years between Detroit and Chicago. Even though Chicago has faded out towards the end, but I mean, it's been that those are the two teams to talk about. I don't really care too much for Cleveland at this point. So, what do you think it's gonna take for 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 the? I think uh, it's gonna come down to starting pitching between the Chicago and Detroit. Who's gonna have the stronger rotation towards the end of the year? I mean, when you get to the dog days of September, man, that's what it's gonna come down to. Who can win games? Pitching and defense So what usually wins in baseball, am I right? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, though. It's like, speaking from the White Sox point of view, I mean, if if they can say they don't win the division, they get a wild card berth, and it's a five-game it's a five game series. I mean, you, you're having to go up against, you know, Chris Sale, Samarja, and Quintana, which top top three, those are three really good pitchers that, you know. Who they could, they could, could be aces on some team. Yeah, I know. Right? I'm saying, though, who, what team can match up with those guys to, to, to go pitch for pitch with them? I mean, right, I agree. I mean, yeah, I would not want to be in that position to play a five-game series against the White Sox if, they were to, if that were to ever happen. I mean, if I could kick Detroit in the head right now, they gave a 39-year-old Victor Martinez $68 million this year. 39 years old. <laughs> yeah, and He's he not catching anymore, so he's a DH. And he's starting on the DL. And he start, yeah, exactly. He's starting on the DL. Well, that's good. So, I, that's good for us. To me, I'm going to make a bold <laughs> prediction now. I think they're going to go to game 163 to win the division between Detroit and Chicago. That's what I think it's going to come there, down to. There you go. There you go. Any experience is going to, it's going to kill, it'll doom the Sox. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we'll win, we'll win some games, but we're going to lose some games. They're knucklehead things. Like, you know what I mean? So I think if the Sox can shore up their bullpen, you know, not get, not blow so many late leads, uh, they're going to, you know, they're going to be, they're going to be in it to the end, you know, and, and we've seen over the last few years that the Sox have always started off relatively <laughs> solid and good. And you know, always fade in, you know, in the dog days, like you said. So that's when we have our trouble. The last couple of years has been pitching, and then, I mean, last year for our our offense was great, but our bullpen blew. Yeah, it was horrible. Blue, big. I mean, the Sox opened up six six runs in the first three innings. Before you know, that lead was gone. Right. You and and I mean? just to, just to, just to think, you know, the Sox added a bunch of weapons on offense, so they should be scoring, hopefully, even more runs. Are we going to get into awards now? Or uh, yeah, go for it. All right, so wait, well, let's let's run down what we all think that uh, who's going to win each division. So, uh, Josh thinks Washington Nationals are going to win the yeah. the NL East. Yep. Christopher thinks that the Dodgers are no, going no, no. I think the Padres are going to win. Padres. Oh, you said Padres? Oh, I'm sorry. Padres, Padres are going to win the NL West, the NL Central. Fish, you thought is the Cardinals? Yes. The Cardinals, and then we, in the AL we have I have Boston with the East. White Sox at 163. White Sox in the in the one game playoff yep. and Seattle, Seattle. Mariners. All right. So what do, who do we think for uh, major awards for Major League Baseball? Do we do we uh, who's got ideas for AL and NL MVPs? Yeah, Jose Abreu AL MVP. Okay. Who else? Anyone else? I have Mike Trout MVP, and I have uh, NL Andrew McCutcheon. I have uh, the AL. I think uh, Robinson Cano Seattle. I think Seattle's gonna have a big year. So I'm just Robbie. Gonna, I'm gonna ride that ride that gravy train, as you'll see with my future picks. But uh, Robson Cano and Giancarlo Stanton, if I said it right, Giancarlo. That's what was my pick for the NL. That guy's a beast. Is it Gene? I thought it was John. No, I mean, <laughs> give it up, Josh. I give, give it up, dude. All right. So I had Stanton. I had Stanton, and then I also had Trout. Go I'm just gonna say Stanton. Cy Young in uh, AL and NL. Sure, sure. AL, I have Chris Sale. Yeah, me too. NL, I have Kershaw. I have I agree with you in the, in the NL with Kershaw and in the AL I have King Felix Hernandez in Seattle. 
I'm with Carmen. I, I had both those. So I think that guy's got some. That guy, that guy when he's on, he has got some crazy I'm, stuff. I'm with Fish on uh, Chris and not that I'm rooting Kershaw. against Chris Sale because no, I, I understand. But I just think King Felix is a beast. Yeah, Felix and it's just naturally gifted. So I'm just riding riding that. Uh, what about how do, you guys, how do you guys think that how, how I feel on a, on a daily basis? <laughs> just naturally gifted. Just naturally gifted. Anyways, so we should interview you, man. <laughs> I, be, I, you know, I've been lobbying for that, but you guys just don't want to do it. Are, are we going rookie of the year or no? No, it's, it's yeah. Okay. It's, we'll, we'll let the season play out. We'll talk about that a little later, dude. We gotta we gotta call up Adidas <laughs> and get another billboard with your face next to Chris Bryant or what? <laughs> no, I don't have him as my rookie Fish. of the year. Oh, you don't? No, I have Jorge. I do. Solaire. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. It'll be, it'll be good, Michael Johnson. It'll be good to uh, that'll be good to see the season, but you know what? we're just super excited that uh, that opening day is here and that baseball is back, um, and we'll be back. Uh, make sure to follow us on uh, Twitter and on the JC or on Facebook at the JCC Show, um, and we're gonna talk a little bit later about uh, the whole JCC Show thing. But uh, you're listening to the JCC Show. Follow us on Twitter at the JCC Show and also on Facebook at the JCC Show. The best place to find Chicago sports banter and jokes. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Everybody was Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head? Damn, I don't know what it is about your face, but I want to deliver one of these right in your suck hole. <laughs> it's the donkey's back. I like that's the awesome. donkey. <laughs> Maybe we'll leave the donkey. Um, that's uh, that's our segment for kicking the head. Kicking the head is the opportunity where if we feel somebody needs to be kicked in the head, um, that they're going to, uh, we're gonna run that by and, and, and do that. So Constantine's got our first kick in the head. So Constantine, you, uh, you go through that. Today I'm gonna kick in the head Dustin Bufflin for cross-checking JT Miller in the back of the neck. So there's a scramble in front of the net. Um, so JT Miller is a forward for the New York Rangers. And Dustin Bufflin is a defenseman for the Winnipeg Jets. Alright, so let's get back to that skirmish in front of the net. JT Miller falls down, and out of nowhere, Dustin Bufflin comes in and cross-checks him. Smack back in the back of the neck. I mean, that's just stupid. I mean, you can't do anything dirtier or stupider than kicking someone in the back of the neck. He was suspended four games for that, and that's my kick in the head. Awesome. Who? All right, I'll go next. Right. I'll go next since we were talking about we're finishing up with baseball. I'll go with the. Uh, I'm gonna kick myself in the head for absolutely bonehead move of missing opening day with the JCC show. And Shame. White Sox versus the Cleveland Indians. Correct, Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota? Yeah. Who are they playing? 
opening day, they put Cleveland, I thought. No? Minnesota. Maybe it's a good thing you are in the opening day. Well, there you go. He's going to be in Cleveland, and we'll be at the South. This guy. What's wrong with you? But anyway, I screwed it up, so I'll kick myself in the head. Bam, bam. I got it. All right. I'll, good Lord. Um, I'm going to kick in the head. Uh, Bowling Green, their, uh, their head coach for basketball, He uh, they just fired him. Um, and he got fired because he was at a college bar and he decided it would be a great idea after drinking to slap one of the um, uh, one of the college girls that was there in the rear end. And on top of that, um, grab another young lady's head while he was sitting at the bar and pull that towards his crotch um, in a very pro- provocative motion. Um, I want to kick him in the head because, first of all, it's just a terrible thing. You have two kids and a wife at home. Uh, probably shouldn't be out doing that. But on top of that, as a coach, you got to understand it's 2015. Everybody's got a cell phone. Everybody has a camera phone. Everybody's got a video. If you are any sort of public figure, you need to be amazingly careful with what you're doing out in public. And so for that, the uh, coach at Bowling Green gets a nice big kick in the head. All right, moving on. Uh, my kick in the head is going out to... Five-star recruit for Kentucky, Isaiah Briscoe. Uh, <clears throat> any of you guys uh, familiar with the McDonald's uh, All-American <laughs> game? Uh, but basically over the weekend, uh, I th- was it here in Chicago? Yes, it's, yeah. it's been in Chicago <clears throat> for a, a while. Oh, anyways, this is awesome. <laughs> Pretty sure I knew that. I don't know why I asked you guys. <laughs> anyways. Uh, you tested us, that's all. Yeah. Anyways, they asked him, uh, reporters asked Isaiah, what he was most looking forward to uh, going to Kentucky. And what he said was that he most looks forward to learning and building from the previous guys before him, Tyreek Evans, John Wall, and Derrick Rose, which, <laughs> if any of you guys know, two out of those three didn't play for Kentucky. Exactly. Memphis. Tyreek Evans and Derrick Rose played for Memphis, which I kind of understand what he's saying, but still, you should kind of know what you're saying before you say it. When <laughs> before you, you open your mouth. Right. right. But, you know, obviously, this move to Kentucky is probably the biggest thing that's happening in this kid's life. So, you know, he's probably just excited that he's going to, you know, learn from John Calipari. And, uh, you know, obviously, Calipari was coaching uh, Tyreek Evans and D. Rose uh, in Memphis, you know, when he was there from 2000 2009. So... For that, Isaiah Briscoe, you get my kick in the head. And uh, going off of uh, Constantine's, we're going to uh, switch a little bit to some Blackhawks. That means it's time to talk some Blackhawks, and we are here specially guest and blessed with the presence of the star of Con Talks Hockey on YouTube and on Twitter, Constantine Stanovich. Constantine just gave you a kick in the head. Constantine, what's going on here, brother? All right, so today I'm going to start off with my prediction for the Stanley Cup final. Um, It's got the Blackhawks in it, so that's why I'm going to start it off there. Um, I was on the fence, really, with two teams for the Western Conference. Uh, that includes the Anaheim Ducks and the Archer Chicago Blackhawks. And I ultimately chose the Chicago Blackhawks because of our clutch and our skill. J- Jonathan Taze with the clutch. And if we can make it there, Patrick Kane with the skill. Um, 
So that's really what I'm going to put there. Uh, it, it, was this prediction coming stemming from yesterday's game in Buffalo? No. Oh. Well, yeah, I mean, that game yesterday was ridiculous. I don't yeah, you know. Jonathan Taves, he just proves why he is the captain of the team and he is, you know, the 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 future of the NHL. Uh two goals, in, you know, in in under a minute you know, with less than two minutes left in the third period last night in Buffalo uh, was just crazy. I mean, the Blackhawks were world beaters in the first period. They were down and out the first, you know, uh, the second period, the, the whole second period. They got outplayed completely. And then 18 minutes into the third period, we're getting outskated, outchecked, outhit, outpassed, outshot the whole entire period. Jonathan Taves turned his light switch on, made magic. The rest is history. Blackhawks won four to three. I gotta say, we didn't get to see that. Me and uh, Constantine and I were at the uh, the Ice Hogs game, and they announced that over the speakers, and everybody just went freaking nuts. Dude, it was a cr- it was a crazy. I wish we got it, to watch it. It was. I think it was within forty five seconds. He scored his first goal, which was a gritty, crappy. You know, just like he was in front of the net, just fighting and boxing out, and just it, it, and just swinging it. He he and made goal. Yeah, Andrew Shaw asked, but Jonathan, that's Jonathan Taves. Like the, the dude is smooth, but he is just gritty as, 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 as heck. So he, you know, he, he earned and deserved that goal. Uh, that was the first goal that started off. The second goal was, it was just, it was poetry. Uh, Brandon Saad got the steal, pretty much just skated about five feet, you know, five feet ahead, dropped it back to, to Jonathan Taves, who just shot a wrist shot right past, uh, Buffalo's goalie and, and was the game winner with, I think, 45 seconds left it was, and then, you know, That's obviously crazy. the Blackhawks iced it from there and, and, and the rest was history. And that game, that game reminded you of the Carolina game they had a couple weeks ago where it just, they came out, they, they, they scored a couple quick goals right away and then all of a sudden they just played lackluster and let them back in the game and then wound up having a Corey Crawford miracle game to preserve a win and get a win out of that game. I mean, that, that to me, it reminded me a lot of that game where just, you know, they, sometimes the Blackhawks do that where they, they look like they're just absolutely on their A game. They come out, they light up the scoreboard a couple times in the first period and then kind of sit back and let the teams take it to them. And you know, all of a sudden they find themselves either a tie game or down one before they blink. I think eye. that's been part of the, 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 the Blackhawks shtick, you know, in the whole Joel Quenville era is that, you know, when they, when the Blackhawks have a lead, they don't, they don't always push down on the gas pedal. You know, they don't always, Put the they don't always, the they don't always throw that knockout punch. They let teams hang around, hang around, hang around and then, you know, eventually the teams will come, they'll claw back and they'll either tie it up or, or possibly steal one. But, you know, that, that's been kind of the MO and that's been my biggest gripe with, with what, you know, what Joe Quenville and his era as being a Blackhawks head coach, what he's, what, what he's been doing. Uh, and you know, that doesn't happen all the time, but when it does, it's just like, it, it just, like Josh, like Josh said, grinds my gears. Uh, you know, you just want to see that knockout punch. You want to see, you want to see them in a laugher. You know, you don't want to have that gut wrenching feeling the whole entire game. You know, it's like, are they going to win? Are they not going to win? Are they, are they going to show up? Are they not going to show up? But, you know, lately the Blackhawks have been showing up. They're playing probably some of the best hockey in the NHL currently. I mean, is it that, I mean, you hear that, that all the time about the, the proverbial light switch on a, on a team. I mean, won't the Blackhawks be that prototypical, like, team you could say, they actually have a switch where they're like, all right, it's the dog days of the season. Like, okay, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then they know when once the playoff comes. I mean, it's a completely different gear. I mean, they. It's not like they don't know what what to do. They not like they don't. They they haven't experienced it. I mean, they they know what it takes to win a cup. And I mean, they know the cup isn't won in January and February. They know it's won in you know April, May, 
So, I mean, you think that's maybe plays a part of it of like, okay, well, you know, if we, if we go down in a game, we're not going to claw back as hard as long as we know we're in the playoffs and we can take care of business from there. No matter if we're a one seed or an eight seed. I think a lot of the issues with the Blackhawks that, that, you know, they had earlier was a lot with their goal, with their, with their goaltending. Um, you know, as far as, as far as what Crawford and, uh, and, uh, Constantine's guy, uh, Scott Darling were doing out there, you know, they just weren't as solid as the Blackhawks needed and, and their offense couldn't put up as many, uh, you know, as many points as, as they needed to, to, to get the W's. But, you know, right now, Corey Crawford and, uh, Scott Darling are playing lights out. So, you know, it's, it's, it's good to see, you know, they're playing their best, ho- best hockey when the, te- when it, when it matters the most. And, you know, they, you know, a couple of weeks ago, the Blackhawks were, were, were in a wild card spot. And now they're, they have a shot to win the division. Yeah, they're, they're one point behind Nashville, which was, who's had a, I mean, they've been stumbling as of late, but they've had a really, really good season for them, them down in Nashville. And, you know, you know, you guys, you, you guys know the Blackhawks have, you know, they have what, four games left? Is it four games left? Four or three games. They have two games against St. Louis. They have one game against Minnesota. I think they have another game with somebody else. They have four Man. games. They have uh, That's a... St. Louis Sunday. They have Minnesota Tuesday. They have St. Louis Thursday, and they finish the season the Saturday with Colorado. And those That's... are those are those th- those first three are rough. Colorado I mean, Colorado gives the Blackhawks big trouble. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. Their speed. Uh, their quickness, their youth, their, their, you know, they're just, they're, they're inexperienced. They just go for it all, you know, Minis- right away. Minnesota's on a tear. Well, I mean, yeah, you figure though. Minnesota's what? Have they won eight of their last ten? Is that, the, am I the wrong? The playoffs basically started now for the Blackhawks, considering they got two, I mean, Minnesota and or St. Louis are going to have to play in the first round of the playoffs probably. So, you know, it's, it's basically playoffs are starting now. I mean, other than Colorado, I mean, they're all yeah. playoff teams. Yeah, and, and and this you know up until up until Thursday or you know even probably Saturday depending on how it shakes out. But if the Blackhawks can win, you know at least two out of the three, I think they're going to be in really 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 good shape in uh in in the conference and you know in the playoff seating uh, picture. So this is going to be a roller coaster, and uh, you know we're just we're just happy to jump on and watch because this is going to be incredible. This is an incredible time of the year, you know as you know, if any of you guys have, uh, <laughs> have followed our Twitter page, that was, uh, that was, uh, last night was, last night was great for, for Chicago sports fans because the Bulls won. They won in a, in a great win against Detroit, which, you know, I, people could say that, you know, oh, they should, they should beat Detroit more handily, but a win is a win at this time of the year. And two the Blackhawks, two points. Yep. <laughs> right. And the Blackhawks, you know, the Blackhawks, you know, had a come from behind win with Jonathan Taves playing out of his mind for the last two minutes of the game was incredible. And, um, can, can I say, I, I have to thank, uh, Carmen and Christopher here because I did not, I was not privy to playoff hockey up until last year. No, no, just, just, I'm, I'm not a hockey guy. I've never been a hockey guy. I'm not privy to playoff hockey. And I got to watch some Blackhawks hockey last year and, uh, and they took me out to a couple bars. Um, yeah, one, and one bar. One bar. Oh my gosh. It was like the most exciting thing in the history of the world. Like I, I have to say that I was turned on to playoff hockey and I will be turned. It just, it was awesome. It was great. It was way more than I'm a football guy and. You're obviously guy. not a college basketball guy, Josh. <laughs> Shut it. As we've well, we've well so established that. I, I mean, know. you know how you know how big I am into the NBA and the NFL, and it's like playoff hockey to me is the greatest. It's crazy. 
And part of it was the atmosphere, I mean, where we were at, but man, part of it was just the excitement, everything that could happen and how fast it's played and there's no breaks, there's no stoppage, there's no anything. It's just constantly going. I just, it's, it's exciting. And you know, just like every, you know, a lot of people for baseball are sad for opening day, you know, playoff hockey is another thing. Playoff hockey is another thing that people are just stoked about because, you know, you got, what, three games and all of a sudden here it goes. So that, does that mean you're in with our playoff run this year, Josh? When you're uh, in town? It, it, when I'm in town, yeah, I would, I, I will for sure be. We're, we're, we're going to challenge our listeners here, our subscribers and our followers. Uh, we have a little thing at the JCC show going where every Blackhawks goal scored in the postseason, you do your best. Uh, or your 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 favorite your most favorite shot of of whatever alcoholic beverage there is for every Blackhawks goal uh win loss it doesn't matter you know every every goal Blackhawks net you're doing a shot for it so if if, if you're it, 21 or older if you're 21 or older right well, otherwise high C lemonade whatever you want to do <laughs> Constantine get some root beer for you okay. Shirley Temples but it makes the games a lot more exciting uh it's a lot it's a lot that's a lot better, especially if the Blackhawks are winning. You know, you're you're gladly taking those uh, taking down those uh, shots of uh, root beer a lot more, a lot a lot easier. So, who do you have in the other conference, Constantine? In the East, I have the Montreal Canadiens. Boom. Probably just because of PK PK Subban. PK's. He's just rolling his eyes. He's just rolling his eyes at Subban. I would take Carey Price over PK Subban any day, and we could fight about it for but, hours. But, but, but unfortunately, but, they're on the same team. But they're so Batman. But they're Batman and Robin, yeah. right? Carey Price is Batman. PK Subban is Robin. Because oh, no way. well, the goal, oh. you know, the goalie obviously is taking more brunt of the more brunt of the the abuse if they lose. I mean, yeah. obviously, it's not going to be put on PK Subban unless he makes some sort of single handed bonehead play, but. For the most part, Carey Price, PK Subban, they're they're like peanut butter and jelly. They they go together. They're that's that's what they do. I actually got tricked on April Fools. Someone posted that Carey Price broke his femur and it was out for four to six months. And I went crazy. I was like, Oh my god, what I almost just... started crying. I was there for that one. <laughs> I was like, Oh my god, everyone's everyone and entirely who has watched a Video on the JCC can uh, retweet this from me of a fan giving Carey Price some letters from his school that he went to, and he's out on the ice at practice, and he just starts crying because how emotional he feels about you know getting hockey to everybody, and he's a guy you can love like Jonathan Taze. Love. Who, Carey Price or P.K. Subban? Carey Price. What, was was he crying because he broke his femur? or <laughs> April Fool's. I'm just asking. April Fool's. Oh, it was an April Fool's joke. Yeah, it was an April Fool's joke. So, do you, so is that, that's that's who you have winning? winning. So, your, so your Stanley Cup finals is Chicago Blackhawks and Canadians? Yeah. Oh, okay. I hope that happens. That would be awesome. That would be, that would be a really good. Basically, anybody matchup. the Blackhawks plays to be awesome. Right? Need a, yeah, need a reason to call off work. That's did, what it is. Did the, did the LA, did the LA Kings get, I, I just, cause we were talking earlier, did the LA Kings get bounced? Did they just get bounced today? They're, they're, yeah, they just got bounced out of the playoffs. Are they yeah, well, for won. sure. The, the season's well, not, not over. Sure. The season's not over. Okay. So I, I, I didn't know if they were you, mathematically you, out of it or can't if count, just now. You can't count out a champion. They're, yeah. they're two points. They're right now, they're two points out of the last wild card spot. They got, uh, 
They're fighting with Winnipeg. Winnipeg got 92 points, and the Los Angeles Kings have 90 points. So oh, by just, far, is it not? Yeah. I mean, it's going to come down to the last day. Well, and that's, and that's what I was asking. I didn't know because Christopher's wife was down here yelling at they're, they're out, and I was confused no. as to. Constantine was Constantine yelling. Constantine was yelling they're out, and she was saying they're not. Um, but that's the, because those are two teams, I and, and the Minnesota Wild. I think those are two teams that are a little bit down, further down that uh, totem pole a little bit. But that you just don't want to see because Minnesota Wild are just playing hot right now. We they're on yeah. a streak. You don't want to see them. And then the Kings, they're so big, they're they're so strong. I mean, that's that's what they are. You just don't want to see them. Plus, they're the defending champions. Yeah, defending champ, that heart of a champion. Is, is, yeah, I don't want to be that guy to step on their throat. Well, we 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 hope. I mean, we hope that they're not in the playoffs. But if we do, I don't think we're going to be matched up against them unless we see them possibly in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, I'm speaking about the LA Kings only because uh, I don't believe the Blackhawks are. I don't think they have a shot of getting the number one seed. Is that true? They uh, have a shot. Yeah, it's not I'm, the number one seed. Well, they in have the to. West, yeah, they, the they have to win out. And well, that's what I'm saying because in the West they would they would have to get the number one seed in the West for them to be able to match up with the LA Kings who are fighting for the last. Yeah, spot right now they're five points behind the Anaheim Ducks in the West. Yeah, so it, I mean, I mean it, it's possible. It's possible. But not it's possible. But we need Anaheim to cr- uh, crumble and and. You know, it, it, as much as much as as they've played, you know, lights out hockey this year, you know, probably not going to happen. But uh, you know, we could we could hope for it. But uh, you know, actually, we it would be nice to actually play the Kings in the first round and their season. Yeah, I'd like to end their season personally, but you know, <laughs> yeah. But just think about that if you have to the the amount of gut wrenching that's going to go through there because they are what they did last year. I'm still I mean, not over it. I'm really not. But uh, on, a, on a completely side note, I made that bold prediction of Patrick King coming back for the puck drop of round two, and I think it looks pretty good so far. Yeah. He's, he's skating with the team and practicing non-contact, non-contact. capacity. Yeah. But, I mean, it's still it's a pretty encouraging thing considering he's, what, six weeks removed from surgery, and I think they gave him a timetable of 12 weeks. 12 yeah, 12 was the original. It's pretty good. Yeah, but I think he's six not, six weeks. I believe next Friday. So it's, so it's five weeks. I mean, he's already he's already at non-contact practice five five yeah. weeks after a twelve week. All I'm going to say is that if Derrick Rose is in the back before Patrick Kane, I am going to jump off of a roof. Well, dear Lord, we hopefully we won't need Patrick Kane until the second round of the playoffs because. Jonathan Taves, Mr. Johnny on the spot, like I mentioned earlier about his two, his, his two goals yesterday. The dude is on fire. He's had three game winning goals in the last six days. And in turn, the Blackhawks have had straight, uh, eight straight points, uh, you know, obviously two points for every win. And they've got four straight wins. They've rallied off four straight wins against really, really good teams, except for obviously the team yesterday, Buffalo, who's, who's out of playoff contention, but they beat, uh, they beat the Jets, they beat the Kings, and they beat the Canucks, who are all, uh, you know, the Canucks are in the playoffs, the Jets are in the playoffs, the Kings are fighting for the playoffs, and, you know, obviously, uh, the, the, the champions, you know, the, the reigning champions currently. So, yeah, when the, when, the, when the Hawks played the Kings, the Kings needed that that victory more than the Hawks did. The Hawks took it from. Oh them. yeah, the the Hawks the Hawks just slapped them around, and it was great to see. That was awesome. I mean, it was just it was a slight little bit of revenge from last year, but uh, it was it was still good to see. But uh, uh, like I said, you know, uh, Taves, you know, Taves is playing lights out, and he's now actually leading the Blackhawks in points. He's got sixty six points, which you know, uh, Patrick Kane had that you know ha- uh, had that crown for. You know, the five weeks that he's been off up until now, uh, Taves right now has 28 goals and 38 assists for his 60, uh, 66 points. So kudos to him. Uh, kudos to the fourth line, you know, of, uh, Desjardins, uh, Tervin. 
Tara Vinen, Marcus Kruger, those guys are playing lights out right now. So they're sh- they're showing up. You know, we got the top, we got the top three lines who are normally very very solid, and for the fourth line to be contributing and not playing defense and scoring goals is is a huge is a huge thing for the uh, for the for the Bulls for the Blackhawks a huge lift for them. And uh, you know, we just are thankful for it and, 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 and hoping they keep this play up. You know, obviously they've shown this in the past that they can do it. So hopefully they, they could sustain it and, uh, we could see Patrick King back on the ice before the Blackhawks season ends. And to be up to date with all this Blackhawks stuff, make sure you follow us on Facebook and Twitter at the JCC show. And Constantine, what is, what is, uh, Contox Hockey? What is your Twitter handle over there? Uh, my Twitter handle is ContalksHockey. ContalksHockey. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't know what it was. That's so confusing, Josh. Hockey. Capital and then, C. Yeah. Capital C, capital T, capital H. I don't know if the capitals matter in Twitter. I don't think. I don't know. If they I don't know, but I don't know. I always but anyway, so ContalksHockey, uh, and then uh, also follow him on YouTube um, to see all of his awesome YouTube videos. But right now. That means bro versus bro, and bro versus bro is oh, our uh, chance for Carmen and Christopher to go head to head in a little bit of trivia. Uh, we got ten questions. Those ten questions, um, getting your brain ready over there. Those ten questions uh, make up what is bro versus bro. So I'm not sure what the, uh, the, the it is. We're it's a lot to a little, a lot to a little. But here's what it is: we have a uh, baseball's coming up. Baseball starts six, tomorrow. Six and two, I believe. Baseball starts tomorrow. Six Woo. And two. Wow. <laughs> so what we have here is ESPN's preseason All Star team right here. So um, I have ESPN's preseason All Star team. Uh, we're gonna go through and uh, Carmen, when you want to buzz in, you're gonna say Carmen. Christopher, you want to buzz in, you're gonna say Christopher. So. So uh, we're gonna go position by or positions. All right. Uh, what are we supposed to answer with? The All Star, the player. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you both of you guys lost. So here we go. <laughs> get a little music going on here. Fish, keep your phone rolling. on. Fish, keep your phone on. <laughs> Fish is gonna start doing some. Uh... All right, you guys ready? Somebody keeping score for us. Awesome. First question number one: Having played 147 or 148 games each of the past three seasons, this player was the poster boy for efficiency hitting at least 20 homers and striking out less than 12% of the time. And although there are some players better behind the plate, he's managed a world series. Yes. Yadier Molina. Incorrect. <laughs> and although there are some players better behind the plate, he has managed a world series pitching staff in three of the last five Karen. seasons. Yes. Uh, Buster Posey. Correct. Number two, having garnered five straight years with MVP votes, made his first four all-star teams in his 30s and is considered a future Hall of Famer, he may even be one of the top five third basemen that has ever played, gone from L.A. to Seattle, a year in Boston, and is now with the Rangers. <laughs> tick, tick, tick. Any guesses? I'm, not, I'm afraid to say anything, so I don't want to disqualify myself. Number three, this left fielder is actually a plus base runner with 23 steals and a cannon for an arm, despite his base running controversy in the Carter. World Series. Yes. Uh, World Series. Uh, Puig. Incorrect. Despite his base running controversy in the World Series Game 7 last year. Hunter Pence? Incorrect. 
Uh, number four, having led the NL in homers, slugging, and total base last year Carver. is... Yes. Miguel Cabrera. Incorrect. <laughs> having led the NL in homers, slugging, and total bases last year is something that makes everyone glad to see this right fielder back at it after one of the most gruesome seams MLB saw last year in September. This is weak. Yeah. All right. Andrew We're McCutcheon, in, I don't know. No. He's center fielder. <laughs> Number five, having struck out at least 200 in six straight years, he has never pitched in a postseason game for this Northwest team. Which Christopher. Is, yes. Felix Hernandez. Correct. Number six, despite missing 71 games last year, this shortstop led that position in the league in war, showing that although he's missed nearly half the games, half of the games with the Rockies since it started. Christopher. Christopher got it. Troy Tulowitzki. Correct. Number seven, this 25-year-old hit 32 home runs last year with a .527 slugging percentage. And post a 116-66 strikeout to unintentional walk ratio. And was taken above Cabrera at their position for youth and durability for the Northsiders. Christopher. Yes. Anthony Rizzo. Correct. Number eight. This phenom could probably walk away from baseball for a year and return and still have the sixth highest. Yes. Bryce Harper. Incorrect. And still have the sixth highest war of any player throughout the age of 23. Although people are starting to question his declining steals and rising strikeouts, that is just what happens when you're the best player in baseball and everyone is looking to find something wrong. Is that Mike Trout? That's Mike Trout, correct. Okay. Number nine, although he didn't have the strongest season of his peers with the glove, uh, his .314, slash line in 157 games was awesome, even with it being his lowest since 2008. The 32-year-old second baseman does have a lot of mileage. Yes. Jimmy Rollins. Incorrect. The 32-year-old second baseman does have a lot of miles on him, so Seattle better get going while the going is good. Carmen. Yes. Robinson Cano. Correct. If you didn't get that. Number 10. <laughs> having a 2.11 ERA over the last four Carmen. years. Yes. Uh, Clayton Kershaw. Correct. What's the score here? Please tell me I'm tied. Are we close? Please. 4-3. Oh, I still lost. Give him the give him the win. Give him the win. <laughs> oh, God. Carmen, you made a late comeback. Give him oh, the win. Hey, Carmen, Carmen. Oh. No, what was the one what he said? Here, hold up. I'll give you. Do you, you guys want to guess these two? Miguel Cabrera. Hold up. Miguel Cabrera. I didn't really do this. Real quick, ready? I'll give you guys these. Having garnered five straight years with MVP boats, made his first four all-star teams in his 30s, and have and it is considered a future Hall of Famer. He may even be one of the top five third basemen that's ever played, gone from L.A. to Seattle, a year in Boston, now with the Rangers. Stanley Ramirez. No. No, uh, Beltran. Yes, correct. Damn. Number three, base. this left fielder is actually a plus base runner with 23 steals and a cannon front arm despite his base running controversy in the World Series uh, World Series Game 7 last year. Alex Gordon. Correct. Aaron you guys don't remember that when he <laughs> no, was, he was never coming that. to third and he's supposed to, he, they wanted to send him, but they didn't. That would have that would have tied it up and won it. Uh, number four, having led the NL in homers, slugging, and total bases. You guys know that one? Keep going. What, what's the rest uh, of that? Something that makes everyone happy to see this right fielder back after Stanton. one of the most. Yeah, Juan Carlos oh, Stanton. Yeah. Giancarlo Stanton. After being. Oh, I thought it face, was Juan. Gian My bad. Juan Carlos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My bad. Christopher gets the win. Car. You didn't hear the part. I feel very I, disappointed. I'm with starting you. to feel bad for winning. Is, is this normal? Like, Car, you know what? Car, I'm glad you're not going to opening day because Miguel Cabrera. I didn't listen to. I, I, I apologize. I did not. Hey, Car, I thought you I when you heard I'm NL. I'm like, what are you? I'll give you. I'll give you 11 here, quick fish, real quick. This left-hander had 35 homers and hasn't struck out over 100 times since 2010. And is 39 and is one of the best left at his spot on the DH. Victor where he's Martinez. the oldest player in Boston. Oh, he got it. 
right? No, no. David Ortiz. Ortiz. Uh, so that's ESPN has those as your uh, ESPN has those as your uh, your preseason All Stars who they think is going to be All Stars. So. Um, big thanks. Big they're going to have to fit my name somewhere on there. They're probably going to have to fit my name somewhere on there for being a boss. Yeah, right. <laughs> awesome. So we're going to take a quick break. Make sure you... Uh, to the cool dude in the podcasting world, the JCC Show. Just sit there and listen to that. Let it soak in. I told you guys. See, I'm turning you guys on to this. <laughs> you're, not, you're not turning us on to this. This has been going on since. <laughs> yeah, but uh, when, since when did you appreciate this song? <laughs> since, Up since, until, since forever. Exactly. Since, since Christopher said. Exactly. Exactly. I, really I don't. I don't listen to it in like. I don't know, you walk through a door. You walk through a door with that song playing. You're, you're God. <laughs> I feel like if you can make that happen. I'm trying. Just an FYI, that's a Family Guy episode where he has like theme music and walks in. It's great. So. We got bulls. We got bulls going on. Bulls are getting ready for the the postseason. What do they got? Uh, five, four games left. Uh, yeah, I don't, they got more than Blackhawks. I know that. Yeah, I, know I think exactly they only have. I think they only have five, maybe six, but I think they only have five games left um, before uh, before the postseason starts. Um, well, I know they got three from Friday. So, well, Cleveland's their next game, right? Yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow night in Cleveland, they yeah. play. Uh, they play LeBron. Tomorrow, they so. got the primetime ABC game. It's, you know, it's what time's that game at? Three o'clock or two two thirty it says, but I think it's three o'clock. You know, you got the Hawks and the Blues. Then you got the Cubs. The opening yeah. day, it's crazy day tomorrow. Yeah, crazy. We got, we got rice, cri- rice crispy treats. It's gonna be amazing <laughs> Easter. Yeah, FYI, happy Easter, everybody. We uh, we didn't mention that at the beginning, but happy Easter. Uh, glad that uh, glad that we could share that with you. Uh, but we get a, the Bulls have six games left, by the way. Six games. Schedule. Stay. They've got uh, Cleveland, Magic, Heat, 76ers, Nets, and they end the season with the Hawks. So they should have. They should be able to win. They should be able to split those at least. Well, if you go conservative and you say that they lose to the Cavs and they lose to the Hawks, they should be. You know what? I, I think season. the Hawks. You know, as 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 good as they've been this year, they've. Uh, you know, uh, Mike. I think what's his name? Mike Bolenheiser. Bolenhuser. Their coach. Yeah. 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 Anyways, yeah. sorry, can't pronounce his name, but uh, I. I think it's not going to matter at that point. I believe that they're, the Atlanta Hawks are probably going sit, to sit their starters for that yeah. last game against the Bulls. So if the Bulls could, although we don't know, because if they, you know, we don't know what they're trying to do. Actually. They're not Popovich. He's not a Popovich. Yeah, oh, no, no, no. I'm it's saying, so for, for, do you think the do you really think that Tom Thibodeau is playing the the playoff seeding game? Is, does he want the three seed? Does he want the four seed? Do they want to play Milwaukee potentially? Do they want to play Washington? Well, Washington is stuck in that spot. We don't know what's going to happen with Milwaukee because up until the game against, I don't the want Bulls, to play Milwaukee. I don't want to play Washington. What's the thing? I don't want to play Washington. Here's what it is. Oh, man. It's you play Washington in the first round, which, uh, I mean, I said way back when, I said the two teams I would not want to face in the playoffs would be Cleveland and Washington. But the the, the draw to playing Washington and finishing in the fourth seed would be the fact that they avoid Cleveland until the the Eastern Conference Finals. I know, but you got to be able to make it out of the first round. I mean, and Washington is just that good right now. I I mean, well, I don't know if they're that good. I just think that they match up well against the Bulls, and they they they, they're I think they're that good. Big guys are are, Washington is on a net. They have not played well pretty much the whole year. They they started off really good, but probably about thirty games into it, they just started declining. Season worth declining pretty hard. If you're going to play Cleveland, who who cares when you play them? 
I'd rather knock them out early than they have a free reign to, to the NBA championship game. Right. Honestly, because I don't think, you know, even though as much as I was a supporter of the Atlanta Hawks, they have kind of dipped down a little bit. All right, wait, can we just can we just bring this back? Who was against the Hawks in the beginning? We were we were I ta- was the only one. Just, just We were talking we were talking at the time. You and were. at the time you the were. Hawks at the time the Hawks were hot and the, at, for the most part the Hawks been hot for a long period of time. Only the last maybe week and a half or two weeks that they've kind of dipped down a little bit and we don't know, you know, I don't follow Why that the, is. I don't follow the Hawks and you know, uh, I'm sure no, nobody else in this room follows the Hawks, but well, I'm it, all over their Twitter. No, I'm not. I'm just kidding. It, it is what it is. You know, they they haven't they haven't they haven't been, you know, uh sustaining their, you know, their elite level of play the last uh, week and a half, two weeks, but I personally would rather would would rather play the Bucks in the first round only because of the simple fact is I believe it gives D Rose yep. when and if he comes back it gives him an easier chance to ease back into it. Hopefully he could come back, you know, if we have that 6 uh 6 week uh window like you know like the Bulls had originally announced, you know, 4 to 6 weeks for a torn meniscus, uh the surgery and the rehab. Six weeks. Six weeks from from the day that he had his surgery would be uh, the this upcoming Friday, which the following ga- the following game would be a Saturday. I think it was against the Pistons. You said, "What's that?" That's the Saturday game. That the next Saturday. Who do they play? No, they don't. No, play the Magic. Magic. Oh, the Magic. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. The Magic. They would play the Magic. So I I believe that's a target game for D Rose to come back. People would like to see him back sooner, but that's at the six week mark. Uh, you know, uh, of after his surgery, so. By then, he should be back. That gives him three games, three regular season games to get back in the groove. Uh, you know, find his rhythm with the team. Knock off. What's the What's the date? What's the target date? Do you know that? Because because well, if, it doesn't matter. It's four to six weeks, so if, it's any time from now until next but, Saturday. But if you say it's three games back, it would be back against the Philadelphia 76ers April 11th would be the target target date. Well, the the date would be the tenth, I believe. He he's he, six six well, week mark is the tenth. Yeah. Well, the ninth they play the Miami Heat, and then the eleventh they play the 76ers. So if you're going with the we're going with the long, it'll be the eleventh, which would be the 76ers, which isn't a bad game. Either play. way, here's here's the problem, and and here's here's my problem is if you're playing the Bucks. Either way, Derrick Rose, if he's going to be out there and he's going to start and he's going to have to guard their point guard, you either have to guard John Wall or Mike Carter Williams. They're both great players. They're both good. They're both really good point guards. Very so good. So you, you, you have to do that. So Derrick Rose is going to, Derrick Rose is going to have a job on his hands regardless. But with the Bucks, at least you have other people, you, you don't have to put your best, you, you know, Jimmy Butler could come over and guard Mike Carter Williams. Jimmy Butler could help out. You have other people that could help out there because you don't have a, a talent as you do if you are in Washington. Why, why Michael Carter Williams was successful against the Bulls, uh, this previous game was the fact that the Bulls didn't have any size on him. D Rose, Aaron, Aaron Brooks, as much as a good, you know, as he is, uh, as much as, I'm sorry. As good a hit as he is offensively, he is a liability yeah, on defense. And especially since now all these games in the last, you know, the last, you know, 10 games of the regular season, whatever, are very crucial, you know, for seeding, playoff spots, you know, playoff berths. Are they, are they in? Are they out? Every team is going for it. Every team is fighting it. And, and, and the teams that are knocked out, they're trying to beat the Bulls because guess what? This is their championship. So, you know, everybody knows that the Bulls are good and, you know, they want to beat them, but, uh, Michael Carter Williams had success against the Bulls because Aaron Brooks, majority of the game was guarding him. And obviously Aaron Brooks is not the same physical stature as Derrick Rose. And, and 
what the deficiencies that have been plaguing the Bulls since D Rose has been out is, you know, a lot of big backcourts take advantage of them really easily because they don't have that that size in the backcourt to help match up against the bigger guards in the league. And I believe Derrick Rose, you know, as 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 great of a defender as people say that he isn't. I believe his size is, is, is a big key to what they want to do because, it, you know, you look at what, you look at what the games that D Rose played against Cleveland and Kyrie Irving. And for the most part, Kyrie was kind of a non-factor in those yeah. games. And not be, not just because D Rose is a elite level defender, but size. Cause he's bigger. Size That's is a huge, yeah. size is a huge difference. So I've always said he matched up well against John Wall because John Wall is a, is a bigger point guard. So, and so Mike, is he. Michael Carter Williams, he's gonna, if, if D Rose comes back and if he could be, I would, I would say even, I would say even 75% of the player that he was prior to his injury, and not, I'm not saying prior to his ACL, prior to the injury this current season. Yeah. I mean, as bad as D-Rose played in the stretches, he was really good in stretches too. So if he can come back within 75%, it's going to be a huge yeah. lift for the Bulls. And and the Bucks are just going to be – they'll be lucky to win one game. No, no, yeah, yeah. But I, I completely I completely agree. My my point was this was I'd rather see the Bucks. It Derrick Rose is going to have a cakewalk though. He's still going to have to play defense. I mean, you, you, could, you could play some other teams with – Michael Carter Williams is a is a good point guard. You're not playing a team that doesn't have a good point guard. You're not playing Detroit. I mean, as well as as well as Detroit has done against the Bulls. You're not playing Detroit. You, Michael Carter Williams is a good. But if you play against Washington in first round, the problem is it's going to be uh, tougher on D. Rose. It's going to be tougher on D. Rose, and on top of that, it's going to be tough, tougher on your bigs. You get a lot tougher on your bigs. Saul and Noah do not match up well against aggressive, tall. Big, exactly, big guys. Nene and and uh, and Gortat are yeah, really are really. Monsters. Big physical players, and I mean Noah. Noah matches up well, but then I when don't you know, have, I still think that aggressiveness just just bothers Noah yeah, too. No, Noah doesn't do well with physicality. Oh man, if I, I just think I think if you have Noah and Taj in there at the same time man. to be able to do that, I really think that that could that can help because I, I like Taj in that role of being able to to do that. Ooh. Worst case, putting put a. I mean, that, that's the thing though is like everyone, anyone who's in favor of finishing in the fourth seed to avoid Cleveland to the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, you're 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 assuming that the Bulls can get there first of yeah. all, but second of all, you're assuming that the Bulls will then be healthy when they get there. That's a big if. I mean, consider the track record that the Bulls have. I mean, to think that they're going to go through two or three series and stay healthy is a huge, huge leap of faith for that team. I mean, I would rather. I mean, me personally, I'd rather. I'd rather like like we've, we've all said is is play Milwaukee, get that tune up in because the, the Bulls. Bulls will beat Milwaukee. There's not even a question. There's, there's, that's one team in the playoffs that the Bulls will just fully manage. Yeah, yeah the only thing, the only guy they it's need to like show up. scrimmage session. Only thing they need to for the Bulls to, to, they need to show up in Milwaukee and in Chicago against the against the Bucks. They need Pau Gasol to show up. Give him the ball. Let him drop fifty three on him again, yeah. and, and just shoo him under the rug. Get away from us, you little well, pest. Again, again, because of the big guys. Because in Milwaukee, you don't have those strong physical big guys to be able to do that. I mean. That's, nope, that's nope. one of the great things that when you look at Cleveland, though, is that they don't necessarily. I mean, you have they they, they got big. Cleveland got bigger. They got bigger. I know they got yeah, bigger, not, but not the skill. They don't have the big skill. That, I mean, that's why that's why I said them all along. I said that I thought that the two teams that the bullshit players is you know Washington and Cleveland. Cleveland just because they got LeBron James. Yeah. But Washington's because of those two big guys, and that's the only team. I mean, other than Memphis, that's the only team that that. That can say that against the Bulls is just just their physicality of of what it is, and I mean, I, I mean, it, it, okay, so the Bulls go out, they beat, they beat Milwaukee, then they go, then they play Cleveland, they, which they may or may not beat, but either way, I mean, after Cleveland, who do they got? Atlanta. 
You, you really, if you if you're gonna go through Cleveland in the second round, you don't think that you can beat Atlanta for the Eastern Conference Finals? That's round? what I'm saying. I'd rather play Cleveland. I don't want to get my heart broken in the Eastern Conference Finals by Cleveland, dude. If we're yeah. gonna go out, let's go out in the second <laughs> round. I mean, come on. Let's. I, I want to switch topics a little bit because I just it, it just is kind of bothering me about the whole you know D Rose thing and and the supporters non supporters. I just kind of want to know where you guys stand with this. You guys think because there was reports earlier this week that the Bulls would love to trade D Rose and just kind of want to get the get a feel for what you guys think. You so every I I, I love D Rose. I love D Rose. My emotional, the the connected side of that says, no, I don't want D Rose gone. He's he is the Windy City assassin. He is the heart and soul of this team. The problem comes in if you look at it and you look at it a completely strictly financial, you know, uh, business decision. Man, it wouldn't be a bad deal if you could get something really good for him, like really good for him. Man, that might be that might be a good, name, a really good trade. Name but, all the point guards you take over Derrick Rose right now. Name them. Seth, Seth Curry, Seth Curry Damian, Westbrook, Damian, Damian, Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, Westbrook, Westbrook, John Wall. There's a ton of point guards. I haven't said Goran Dragic. That's probably a stretch You're for me. You're stretching a little that's bit. That's probably a stretch for me, but I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> At least he's but healthy. I'm just, but I'm just saying, I, I'll be completely honest with it. I mean, it, it, it hurts my heart to say I want to get rid of Derrick Rose. It makes me like, it makes me like sad about that because I don't want to. I want Derrick Rose to be who Derrick Rose has been. But if he's Wait, not going he's to not be, gonna be that but way. if he's not going to be that, man, as a business decision, you probably have to. Part, yeah, I mean, at least look at it. I mean, for, for me, for, for speaking for myself, it's like, I'm almost to the point now where it's like, all right, I am exhausted from even thinking about, oh, Derrick Rose, is he hurt? Is he going to play? Is he coming back? I mean, I don't know about you, but, but I mean, I don't know if anyone talked about this early on the show, but like this whole like controversy with Carmelo Anthony and not sitting on the bench. You know, oh, he, he comes out and says, oh, he's afraid somebody's going to run into his knee and he's going to get hurt. So that's why he doesn't <laughs> sit on the benches. But yet, Derrick Rose just started sitting on the bench in the last week, week and a half. He was gone for five weeks, too. It's like nobody ever questions that, but it's, it's like it's like a normal thing. Like, yeah, oh, but I don't think anybody ever asked him why you don't sit on the bench. No, they, 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 he's always saying I, I know D. Rose, during, during a lot of his rehab, he'd watch the games in the locker room. Right, which is which, weird. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah it's, but you know what? A maybe, lot of players maybe, do Maybe that. he doesn't like doing that because he wants to be out there helping his team and he can't. But it's part of being a teammate. Yeah, but still, I mean, I agree. They, but it's in his head. It's in his head that, hey, I no, can't he, help you out. No, Derek Rose, went on, Derek Rose went on record and said he doesn't want to be a distraction to the team. Seriously. He, he already is. <laughs> seriously, yeah. You're a distraction whether you're there or you're not there. I, I mean, agree. I mean, okay, you're rehabbing. I get that part of it. But really, there's 24 hours a day. you got to rehab for that two hours of a Bulls game. I mean, you can't sit on the bench with your teammates and cheer them on. I mean, there is I, – I don't know. I just I, – I don't understand why Derrick Rose – is such a different figure compared to any other superstar in the NBA. And I mean, that being said, though, too, with, with Derrick Rose's legacy and those injuries and all that, there is not one, there is not one MVP in the NBA who is not in the Hall, basketball Hall of Fame. Do you think Derrick Rose at this moment is a Hall of Famer? No, no. Anybody? No. no. Nope. Right. I mean, that's, currently no. Maybe down at the local, local park league or something, but no. We'll take him. Sorry. Yeah. St. <laughs> yeah, Mary's will take him. <laughs> But yeah, but, but I mean that's but that, that's the precedent. So I mean, well, this, we got Christopher. But it's depressing to talk about. I mean, Splash. being a chick, being a, being a, a person, you know that. But I just what, want, that, I want, I want my guy. I mean, I want my guy to just be there, be tough, I just, I just, sit on the bench, cheer on your team. Like I mean, just be a really good teammate. I, I just challenge challenge any of you guys, any of you guys at this, at, you know, sitting down talking to me right now. Go on YouTube, watch any highlight of D Rose in the NBA 
prior to his ACL injury and tell me you do not want that dude I understand on your team. That, but, but, but that dude no longer exists. That's what I'm saying. That's he the does. problem. He does. No, he does. Somewhere deep down inside, Derrick Rose of old, he's not going to be that dude that's that, you know that's dunking over Goran Dragic. But he is going to be. I mark my words. You guys, if 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 the Bulls get rid of D Rose, which I hope they don't, because they will be making a really bad mistake. And just like he said. You guys want him to go to, you know, just say anywhere, Cleveland, Brooklyn, not Cleveland, but Brooklyn, Miami, you know, Milwaukee, anywhere else. Not L.A., dude. Don't even. (laughs) Anywhere. He's got a house out there. I'm just saying. For him to regain what he had, what he lost, challenge any of you guys to watch any of those YouTube clips of, of, of how he was and why we love that dude so much and why, why it's, why it's, why it's broken our heart so much that he's been hurt. Frankly, I'm honestly over the whole thing. Like if he gets hurt, okay, I think the Bulls could recoup from, but from that's it. what I'm saying is that, is that that's, that's what I, that's what, that's what bothers me so much about this is that I want Derrick Rose of old to be back and I'm, I always hope for that. And every time it happens, I'm like, yes, here we go. I am literally that guy carrying that banner bullfly going Derek Rose is back and then every single time I mean at a certain point in time what is that the the whole thing that everybody said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over with the exact same results I am the last person you know me I am a homer to a homer I am the last person no. shut up Iowa no. shut up Iowa State yeah I am, I hate Iowa State by the way go Hawkeyes but over and over <laughs> and over with with Derek Rose and it's like he's back let's do this the return he gets hurt again the return, number two, he gets hurt again. And now this, and I understand that, and maybe this time it is with the snip and not having to worry about that, you know, the Westbrook surgery. He's got another knee, so. Well, I know, but the Westbrook, <laughs> the Dwayne Wade surgery that now that it's like taken next. care of. But I'm just saying that financially, business-wise, if you look at it, you go, okay, get away from the emotion, get away from this is what it used to be. What is he now? Man, it's it'd be really hard to say, could you take a really solid, good, B plus player and and trade Derrick Rose what he could be. This is the whole we started well, he, the, we, see, we started the conversation with this Chris Bryant versus Jose Abreu. The potential of could he come back and be what he is versus what is being proven now. Think yeah, about yeah, like, but don't you think don't you think a lot of the Derrick the Derrick Rose of what we know him now? Because believe me, I am one of the people that, that that does not forget what he did on his MVP campaign of how he went out and single handed destroyed every single point guard in the league and made a point of it that. You think a lot of the his now the current image that Derrick Rose has is because he has the money? I mean, he doesn't have to worry about it. I mean, theoretically, he doesn't really have to worry about his next contract, even though he's going to want another max deal because you know that's how it is. But I mean, he's got his ninety-five million from the Bulls. He's got his two hundred fifty million dollars from Adidas. He knows he does have to come back and play right away. He's not in a rush. He's not. He's not driven as he was. That young kid from Chicago, from Englewood, want to win a championship. Yeah, but I think he's. I think. I think. I think being Derrick Rose, he's still. Well, first of all, being from the hood, I know he's from the hood. But if you listen about any of the stories about how he was protected by his brothers and everybody, either way, he grew up in Englewood. No, I understand. I understand that. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I don't. I, 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 I can't compare to that. But I'm just saying. Listen, he he. But but he's Derrick Rose, and the point of it's the point of. I don't think no matter what, I think he's driven. No matter what, I think he's driven to prove people wrong. Show us that. Show us. I understand that. Show I'm us. Driven give to us the time. surgery room. Give him time, dude. To. Give him time. Show us. But how much, but how much time do you give somebody? What, what happens if you just say keep, keep, give him time, give him time, give him time, and eventually he's 40. He's if, retiring. If, if the Bulls, if the Bulls get knocked out of the playoffs <laughs> I mean, and Derrick Rose is in there for the final game, the final buzzer, I believe it's a success. For D Rose's, on D Rose's part, isn't and it? And if he's not? So so why 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 so is listen, but why so is, next year so next year he comes back next year he gets hurt again Christopher I'm just saying God forbid I don't want it to happen next year he gets hurt again 
How many times do you say, all right, give him another chance. That's all right, give him another chance. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say no. What, what are your other options? Well, that's you're, that, you're that, gonna let him. Walk. That's what I'm saying. Are you gonna let him walk? Well, that, that's the thing, though. Is I think I think at this point, though, if, if if say he gets a say he has another injury where he misses a bunch of time, say half a season or so, and then next year, I mean, at that point, I think the Bulls are have every right to let him walk and see what happens. I mean, I right? mean, because I mean, you can't give I, the guy max money. I mean, no matter what happens, I'm not saying I'm not saying the Bulls should give him max money. But what that's I'm what saying he's gonna is, want, though. That's what he's gonna want. He's gonna command it, and someone will give it to him. That's what I he's just gonna don't want. Think it I don't be know. Bulls. They're gonna have to make a decision. Do they pay him because he's a hometown guy and he's brought up? He's from Chicago. All that, all that stuff. Or do they let him walk? I think. I mean, look, well, they, they, it, it, as good as it sounds, I think they let him walk. I don't I think. think I don't think you do it. Listen, I don't think you do it because he's hometown kid. He's Derrick Rose. Blah blah. No, I think you put a lot into it. I think you do it. Well, it can put some to it, but I think you do it because you go. All right, two years ago, look, look what he did. Could he do that again? It's that potential versus what it's again. Yeah, it's but from the, the, bull, from the it's Bulls, it's an investment. But from the Bulls' per- perspective, they gave the investment in ninety-five million dollars. What have they gotten from nothing? It? They've gotten zero. Nothing. Zero. I totally get what you guys say that. Oh, you remember Derrick Rose? Did this? You know what? Basketball is still a business, and at the end of the day, is what have you done for me lately? Because even in his MVP campaign, yeah, they didn't I, win anything. Uh, Eastern That's Com- what it comes Eastern down Com- to. Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, and that being said, I mean Thibodeau. That was his, that was Thibodeau's only playoff run with a healthy roster. He made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Right. I get that. So I, time will tell. I think a lot. I think a lot of it right now. The, the opinion of Derrick Rose is going to be based on this playoff okay. run right Let- now. Right now. Right now, because right now they have the they have the best roster that they've ever had since he's been here. And they're going to be, they theoretically should be healthy with, but Jimmy Butler's rested. Joe Kim Noah's on a minute limit. They got Paul Gasol. Derek on a Rose, tear. Paul Gasol's on a yeah, tear. Yeah, they, they, they got, they got Taj Gibson's rested. They got a lot of guys rested. And this is going to be the, this is going to be the deciding factor on this, this, this whole team is going to be this playoff run because it's, it's either now or never. I'm, I'm a football guy. So let me give you this, this example. Michael Vick. When he is in Atlanta, before all the dogfighting stuff, whatever it is. Do you do you keep him as your quarterback? Do you trade him? Do you want him on your team? Do you not? He's a fantastic. I mean, he was 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 he MVP of the league? No, no, no. He was really he was he was close. But 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 guess what? He plays ten games, nine games, eleven games. That's the nature of his game. But I'm I understand that. That's the same thing with Derrick Rose, right? That's the nature of his game. He is explosive. He is go to the rim. He is taking. That's the the nature of his body. Yeah, that's his body. But but I'm saying my point is this. My point is this whole injury prone thing. Do do you do that? Do you take the positive? Do you say no? Maybe Michael Vick is going to be healthy sixteen games this year, and he's going to take us to the postseason, and he's going to be able to make it through. Philadelphia say, did. I mean, Phil, even after Atlanta, Philadelphia gave him a pretty big payday too. So I understand, but I'm just saying it's the whole injury prone thing. It's you take that gamble, and are the Bulls willing to take the gamble on Derrick Rose and say he's going to be able to be back to some sort of form because he's not changing his game. He is not going to become Steve Nash and start facilitating the ball like no. he, like that's just uh, not what he is. You know, but, I mean, he shot a lot more threes than he ever has. I'm just saying, but I'm just saying that's a little bit. But that's start. not who he is. We've already said that. We I said mean, he's still a score for his point guard, though, ain't he? Yeah, he is not a facilitator. He's not a. He's going with that. He's not a. I'm going to let other people take care of this. He's. A, I want to be the man that takes care of this. this I want to be. Team. I want to be the last second guy. I mean, guy. I mean, Christopher. We said that last time. We said, who would you have if you wanted the last second? Wendy City Assassin. He is that kind of a guy. So it, it's all just that it's up in the air with it. I mean, what do you want to do? What do you want to invest in him? In, I'm in not. I, yeah, like I said, 
if there's if there's a, a discount applied, which you know I don't think there will be. However, there should be. We're, we're, yeah, right. There should be. There I should mean, be. give I mean, some of that money see, back. Yeah. Just, just you know, re, he, let he us stole, recoup. He stole eighty million dollars from the scrap. Let, let us recoup a little bit. You know, <laughs> let us if if he could give us some sort of hometown discount, I keep him and 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 well, and let the kid show us what he could have been. Well, I mean, and, that's 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 a flip side of though. Is, is, is you let him walk and who they get it. No free agents come here. I mean, exactly. That's, that's a, I mean, that's a that's a fact. Ron Harper's the biggest free agent Chicago Bulls have ever signed. Ron Harper, for God's sake. Ronnie. I mean, he, but I think the, the savior is not walking through the doors. I don't want to. I don't want to keep on pushing this out. But if you think about the rest of the team, if you did have a free agent, if you wanted to look for a free agent, it's not. It's right now. It's not inconceivable that you couldn't have somebody really good. I mean, yeah, but the Bulls have a bad rap again. Free agents, dude. The, so. Bulls, the Bulls yeah, have had really a, bad the Bulls rap. have had a solid. Paul Gasol's here. The Bulls have had a solid core roster for for years now, and they still have not gotten anybody. Pau Gasol's here. Yeah, Pau but- Gasol is a B list guy. Let's be serious. He's a, he's a list on our team currently, but yeah, he was a, he, he, he was a, he was option B. One, yeah, he wasn't the number one target. Why 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 haven't we been able to why haven't we been able to persuade Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony? Any of those guys? You need to go back as far as like Tracy McGrady Tracy when he McGrady was a free. And, yeah. Kobe Bryant. I, Kobe I, Bryant. I you know, is is it is it Duncan? Grant Hill. Fred Duncan, Hill. even Duncan at one point. I can give you the two reasons. I, I think this is just, this is just, I don't know if it has anything to do with the actual team, but weather is one of it. It just is. And then taxes. I mean, look at everyone's going to play well, California or Florida because you don't have state uh, income tax. Uh, California you don't does, pay doesn't it. he? Don't they? California well, doesn't. Texas. Or Texas. No, Houston. California. You California does that. California yeah. guys Houston. 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 Texas. Uh, I'm going to say Florida. Texas. I'm sorry. Texas, Texas, Texas and Florida. Texas, 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 Texas and Florida. Right. You don't have state income tax. That's why you have a lot of big name players that go there and play. So I just, so it what is, what's New York's excuse? They're the biggest city in the in the United States. Exactly. Chicago is the third. One a third. Yeah. Chicago third. Yeah, they're the third. It's biggest. the third because LA is the second. second. It's, it's New York, Los Angeles, Chicago's Chicago. the second city, dude. I'm not saying statistically like oh, how oh, many okay. people Sorry. are populated. I, I get what you're saying. I get but what you're saying. as far as as far as basketball markets go, yeah. New York, Chicago, LA, probably all one one a. Yep. I, so, I I completely agree. I and, agree. And yeah, and that's and that stuff. So. With that, we'll wait and have to see what happens with the, uh, with the Bulls and the Blackhawks. Uh, but make sure that you follow us on Facebook and on Twitter at the JCC show to keep up to date with all things going on this postseason. And we will talk to you guys next time. Have a great and happy. Oh, mic time. Crap. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> all right. Mic time. You're going right. to have to fish, fish your starting. Give us I what you got. I really don't need a minute to take this, but, um, last week on March 26th, my grandma passed away and just want to represent her saying that, I mean, she's living in heaven now. So she's looking down on our JCC show. And Rest in peace, I just want to, I want to, I want to thank, uh, the guys here too for showing up. And I mean, Josh, you were represented by Kamala. So, but thanks. Thanks. Hopefully we didn't uh, disappoint her in our ramblings today. No, no. <laughs> oh, me? Okay. Um, I, my mic type is simple. I'd like to, uh, I know you guys don't watch a lot of boxing, but Freddie Roach has been running his mouth. Everybody knows who Freddie Roach is, right? Manny Pacquiao's trainer. And the last couple of times Freddie Roach has opened his mouth, uh, number one, Amir Khan got knocked out in the second round. And uh, Manny Pacquiao got tagged by... Juan Manuel Marquez, you know what? Stop running your mouth. Let's just box. Get your guy in the ring, and let's see what happens. Shut up. <laughs> what are you trying to? What are you trying to play? No, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go next, and I'm just gonna wish everybody. I'm gonna take my time and wish everybody a happy Easter, and uh, hopefully everyone's weather weather's weather's good, supposed to be great for for tomorrow. It was great today. 
Uh, I just want to say happy Easter, everybody. And also, we're uh, at the JCC Show. We're trying to think of a new name for our podcast, and we're taking suggestions. So if anybody has a suggestion for a creative Chicago-themed sports name, we'd be more than happy to take it. Facebook, Twitter, email, at the JCC, at the JCC Show at Gmail. Knock on Roy's door. Facebook, he likes that. in person, whatever. If you've got an idea, give it to us, and we'll, we'll consider it, and hopefully we uh, can make something out of we it. We needed to change that real quick, because when you Googled JCC show, uh, the Jewish Community Center came up many and, times. And we, love, we love our Jewish subscribers, but you know that's not the direction that our <laughs> podcast is going for. We are a Chicago-based uh, sports podcast, so we are going to kick it over to uh, Constantine. Uh, I'm going to start. My mic time with wishing you guys a happy Easter. And I have a name suggestion. Hamburglar and Friends. All right, that's when your mic time is. How about no? <laughs> how, about how about no? Yes. How about no, Scotty? How about yes? And there goes my mic back. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my, right, my mic time is going out to give a big shout out to uh, the uh, Purely Meat Company. Uh, for providing Woo! us with some delicious uh, and just amazing uh, meats of any kind of cut uh, that you need and or want. Lamb chops. Uh, lamb chops, pork chops, steaks. Oh, my gosh. You guys should really visit their website, uh, purelymeats.com, uh, to get all the information for it. Or give them a call at 773-731-3180 for all your meat ordering needs. That's uh that's good. They, they they have good lamb chops. Those are those are my favorite. Constantine Constantine wants to grab the mic because Constantine wants to say how amazing the lamb chops are. I have a question. Yeah. Do you get a discount if you say you're with the JCC show? <laughs> I don't know. You know what? Know. When you when you give them a call, mention mention, JCC mention it. Show. The JCC show. I bet you they'll take care of you. Yeah. Okay. You may get hung up on though. <laughs> Uh, my mic time is going to something a little bit, uh, a little bit less. Um, the uh, The Walking Dead just got done, so if you watch The Walking Dead, that was a good finishing episode. But uh, where there is uh, where there's rain, there's always sunshine because Game of Thrones is coming back on, folks. Game of Thrones is starting back up here. What April twelfth? April twelfth. Um, one of our wonderful uh, hosts here got to watch. Uh, the first episode and lucky, lucky, um, him, but we're, uh, we're excited. Can I just say one word just before yeah, I go that thing? Flashbacks. Flashbacks? Flashbacks. Oh, Quit you're playing in, with your dinghy. You're in trouble for that. So, uh, with all that, um, I love TV and I love watching TV. So, uh, with all that, we uh, want to wish you a happy Easter from the JCC show. Hashtag our new name. Um, we want to thank you for listening and we will, uh, talk to you later. He shot over 300%. Hey, what's going on? The ice doesn't belong in here. It belongs out there. See, what, what, what you three jabronis are leaving out here? If you smell what the rock is cooking. I'm going to see all your hamburgers right now. Well, lock your doors, lock your windows. I'll be coming to your house and your hamburgers. Even the frozen ones. I'll find them and I'll eat them. I am the hamburger. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Hey, you're very good. See you next time. That's all, folks. Toodaloo. Au revoir. I'll feel the same. Ciao. Ding-dong-dong.
Get the hell out of here.